Hey, Sally. Hey, Ryan. You You did. (laughs) I missed you guys for two weeks. We've been gone. I haven't seen you for two weeks. Yeah. (laughs) It really does feel that way when we don't get to sit and talk like this, that we don't get to see each other a lot. But um, wow, what a great two weeks. I feel like over the last weeks, there were times I was like, oh, I wish we had podcasts this week because I would love to talk about this. Mm -hmm. Now we've arrived and I have nothing to talk about. So never mind. Kind of funny Um, how that works. Yeah. But we are doing our Revelation Q&A today. Are you guys excited? Are you excited? Yeah. I'm scared. I'm not scared. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm not scared. uh, Here's the thing. I'm not scared because we're just doing what we feel like we should say. Yeah. Guided by the Holy Spirit. Uh We don't know everything. And everything everything. that we've studied. Um, So just kind of pulling out all these different things. And we come back with, I mean, I do. I've got resources. Mm -hmm. I've got receipts. Okay. So Mm, we will put articles and all sorts of stuff. Um, Just to, again, we don't know everything and God has his mysteries and that is a good thing. Um, But I am excited to kind of pull apart some of these questions. You guys have asked great questions that mm -hmm. I think um, probably will resonate with lots of people. So even if you didn't send in a question, I feel confident that we're going to answer a question that maybe you didn't even know that you had. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be a good conversation today. I do want to catch up over the last couple of weeks and hear from you guys just what's been going on and do a little bit of story time before we get into awesome. our questions and answers. I'll go first. Uh, I know it's like a two-week break. We did all kind of do our own little things yeah. um, those two weeks, which was awesome. But uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, was a little. this is a personal story. Mm-hmm. But about, I would say like 15 years ago, my dad, um, just for context, I'm from Greenville, South Carolina, from Greenville to Myrtle Beach mm-hmm. is like almost five hours. And he drove to Myrtle Beach to see Switchfoot yeah. for like when I was 15, which was like a really cool memory. Yeah. Funny enough, he didn't like, he thought he could pull it, like, you know? Yeah. Oh, driving back, he is like sleepy. <laughs> and oh, man, we no. were staying in some ghetto motel um, <laughs> like at two in the morning. He thought he could make it. And he's like, nope, he was wrecked. Yeah. But it was a great memory That's with my funny. dad um, that me and him cherished. That's awesome. Um, which I was with a friend this past week and we were at the same concert and we didn't know each other no at the time. Way. Yes. Yeah. That is nuts. I like small world stuff Oh, like no. That. I was like, you were at the Vice Versa concert uh-huh. in Myrtle Beach in yeah. whatever year. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, so yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm like, are you serious? That is amazing. But um, it's Steven. So oh, it's yeah. pretty crazy because he's from Myrtle Beach. <laughs> yeah. So Wow. Um, so all that to say, last week on Monday, I returned the favor and I surprised my parents with two tickets to see Switchfoot oh, in Charlotte. I love it. Um, so not quite the drive. Not quite the drive. <laughs> it was at the Night Theater, which is a gorgeous theater. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is so beautiful. It was wow. really nice. Um, and just had a wonderful night, you know, um, with them. Um, Liz, my wife, got us um, two t-shirts, um, yeah. like merch, like really, really cool t-shirts mm-hmm. for me and my dad to match, which is like, I don't like matching. To Twinsies? Be honest. <laughs> Twinsies, but you know, I'll do it. That's a special moment. That's a special yeah. moment. It's yeah. worth it. And uh, it was it was awesome. Good. So super super grateful. Um, yeah. And then this past week was part of my first crusade. Uh huh. You know it was fun. Yeah, you know, good have, times. Uh, yeah, some good times. You know, had some. Uh, crusade makes you think of like knights in armor. I know. Yeah. Like, way back, and you're carrying flags and but marching in front. That's good, of, man. Yeah. People people heard the gospel and people got saved. And <laughs> you know, that's all. Awesome. It was great. That's all I will say. There was uh, there was. There was some good moments. You said it was like 10,000 people. No, no it was like straight 5, up. No, there was like 12,000 people yeah. the last <clears throat> night, which was nuts. And what was the age, the average age? Oh, I mean, well, the last night there was a ton of middle school and high schoolers because this organization rented a whole bunch of um, big 
charter buses yeah. and they went to the communities like at the schools and just hauled like mm. hundreds and hundreds of young people. Wow. So um, so just for context, no chairs on the floor the last night and it was just flooded with mm. young folks. Um, wow. But uh, I would say it was all ages, all backgrounds. I mean, it was this organization like for the past few years has been working in this community in Jackson and Brandon, Mississippi. And um, I'm talking about it was all churches. Mm-hmm. I mean, because one one night we had like a rap a duo open up for no worship. We, another night we had a, a gospel choir oh. open up. Um, the first like night that. we had a 200-member choir oh. sing with us. No way. And it was like… It was like your Southern Baptist choir. Yeah. Amen. You know? <laughs> so it was wild. Um, I grew up in that where you have robes. Bro, like it was it was wild. We had a bunch of just older ladies, you I know, some, miss that. some older, wiser ladies, yeah. and they couldn't stand up the whole set. So they were just sitting down mm-hmm. and they're just so cute. And I'm playing my keys and I'm like, hey, lady. <laughs> you know, so it was, it was super fun. Um, there was something about that, you know. So uh-huh. it was very diverse in like beautiful ways. Um, and a lot of a lot of cool things did happen. Very um, cool. So I was grateful to be part of that. And, you were happy to go and you are happy to come home. I'm very happy to be back home. <laughs> I love home. <laughs> no place I'd rather be. Hey, your bed is your bed, man. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> feels nice. So now it's a uh, in a show. What my couple weeks have been like? Yeah, my, my oldest turned nine. Uh huh. Which is weird. Wow. Oh my god. that's a weird, oh. it's a weird feeling, bro. We're like I know our kids are around the same like almost same age. Yeah, eight nine years old, and but just to think that your oldest is about to be a decade. You're like this is that's weird. crazy. That is crazy. So we, we, we were around 15. with us yesterday, and we were yeah. talking about this. We have a video of Levi <clears throat> when he was has a passy and can barely walk around, and then we we're just like, man, where did the time go? And now he's playing baseball as an eight year old dude, pitching on a mound and, and running around. <laughs> I'm like, where did this? It was mm. he's eight. I mean, yeah. he was nine too. It's like, his, where did the time go? His uh, from what Shelly has told me, his shoe size is the same size as Shelly's feet, yeah. like foot or whatever. Bro, he's growing. <laughs> like, yeah, it's crazy. I got a video of. Jason Levi when we first moved here and oh, it's just precious Break your heart. Yeah. yeah it really will uh-huh. and it's funny because it's their same face uh-huh. and a little yeah. body yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is funny that's crazy man yeah so, that'll hurt your feelings we've been fast. here almost seven years we talked about yeah. this the other day on staff almost yeah. seven years that's gone fast mm-hmm. yeah now we're just talking now we are just recorded. talking <laughs> I think people like it yeah. um, um, what stories do you have yeah, so trying to remember going all the way back. So yeah, we had some time to get away too, uh, just to go family trip up to the mountains mm-hmm. towards the Pigeon Forge area, mm-hmm. go to Dollywood. Yes. Um, people talked about the cinnamon bread. If y'all ever had this? No, I've never been oh, to Dollywood. I'm, oh, yeah, I can't wait my, to go. It's the first time I remember. Yeah. My parents said I went. I don't remember. Yeah. But there's something about this cinnamon bread. It's it's almost like, it's not monkey bread, but it's in like a little tin, like normal bread, but it is mm-hmm. just delicious. Oh my gosh. I'd it like melts to drive there mouth. and get it right now. Uh, yeah, and they give you like a icing to like mm. dip your bread in oh, mm-hmm. the line like there's only two places in all of Dollywood that they sell it oh and gosh. the line to like the main place it was 30-45 minute oh wait just gosh. to get this wow. I'm telling you it's worth it we bought two of them and brought them home <laughs> wow. it was just anyway that's awesome that's my favorite memory uh-huh. no uh, we gotta get away um, porch nights with fire mm. with a fireplace so in cool. the mountains Special. that hits different mm-hmm. um, any bears we, yes. Mini bears. Bro, driving in, we see a, there's work being done because some of these houses burned down a couple mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. So they're building houses. So there's these big, like long dumpsters, right? So we're driving in to get to the house and we see two bears climbing up the dumpster, getting in to get whatever it is. It's like how they're, they're humans <laughs> yeah. with fur. Yeah. I like that. That looks like an actual uh-huh. per- person yes. climbing. 
Then uh, the next day, down in like the main part of Pigeon Forge, like there's a bear running across the road. No way. Like, where are we? Oh <laughs> you know, my gosh. Little black bears, but um, That's they're, awesome. they're cute. But nothing around the house. Yeah. I tried to bait them with some donuts. They didn't come. Uh. <laughs> Shelly kept yelling at me, but whatever. So yes, that was good uh, to get away. Um, and then the other thing, man, we have a lot going on at the church. We um, hired a new pastor. Yes, That's crazy. Yeah. If you haven't been here or if uh, you don't go here, yeah, we had a, a pastor to kind of fill the role. Um, I, I don't want to say behind the scenes because mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. really limits what he does. Yeah. He's more of like the operations. Mm-hmm. How do you say it? Structure, mm-hmm. um, helping us kind of move forward with yeah. building the foundation to, mm-hmm. to kind of execute. grow. Yes, to execute. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's much needed around mm-hmm. here yes. um, with, with all that's going on. So his name is Dusty Dusty Brackett. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a name. It's been awesome to have him. Dusty yeah. Brackett. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's going to actually teach November 12th. Yeah. So he'll be um, here on, well, he's here now, but he'll teach on Sunday. Um, awesome. So yeah, if you see him in the lobby, go meet him. He's yeah. a great dude. Incredibly smart. Um, and that's another thing that our staff, I think, is going to be blessed with, just the wisdom mm-hmm. um, that oh, yeah. comes from him to teach all of us. So. The other day, you asked one question about Hebrews, and I feel oh. like we got a master class. I was like, this is too good. Yeah. Like, it was it was so awesome. So, but, yeah, in, I love hearing him talk. In his spare time. Now, he won't tell you this because <laughs> he's a humble guy, but in his spare time, he basically writes commentaries. So, he's no written one on John yeah. already. Did y'all know this? Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, and it's it's a men's group of our church, but it's not like a sponsored group. They just yeah. have men and they use this book, his book commentary on John. But that's what that was on Hebrews. He wow. He's writing something on Hebrews oh. to just kind of break it down to understand. Yeah. So, which is what we're going to start teaching um, November 19th. Yes. So that's our next book. Hebrews. Oh, that's going to be awesome. Um, anyway, cool. so a lot of good things happening here. cool stuff coming um, up. And then my last story <laughs> kind of transition into what we're talking about today yeah. um, is just, we closed out Revelation this mm-hmm. past Sunday. And uh I, I truly have been blessed by just studying this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mm-hmm. kind of mentioned that to the church. Oh. I was like, I hope y'all have been. Um, and it's not for me. It's not for Alex. It's not for me by teaching on stage. It's like, I hope you're blessed because you see uh, the goodness of God mm-hmm. in Revelation yes. Yes. And, and what we get to look forward to in the, in the hope of eternity. Yes. I think it is. This has been a real marker for our church, yeah. like a real spiritual marker that we can mm-hmm. look back, which we were trying to do the mm-hmm. math yesterday. And Liam had said it real quick on Sunday. He was like, we're ending our six-month study. I thought he was joking. Yeah. Like, I thought that was like an exaggeration. Like, we've been yeah. doing this for six months. No, we've done this for six months. Yeah, we figured out the actual date. Was it April 15th, I think we said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So April 15th is when we started this. And we and originally, it was just letters to the church. We yeah. were just going to do that. And then you were like, and we had everything else planned out for the rest of the year. Do you remember? Do you know all that? Did oh, we yeah. still have? Yeah. Did we still we have? Did. We still have it on the board. Well, yeah. that's through the Oh, no, it, it got changed. A little bit. Um, yeah, but yeah, we yeah, had... Yeah, we had we all these House of other ideas. Yeah. Uh, Can I say that? Oh, yeah. oh my gosch, we were we going to do House of Miracles too. But let let me just That's just remind funny. us of how this even started because this yeah. is a this is an incredible story, Holy Spirit led story. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this a lot, but yeah. just remind us, we went to a conference. Um, the guys of the church, mm-hmm. I think every guy, mm-hmm. um, went to a conference in Atlanta, and one of the pastors. This is how it all started. The very first night, I think he spoke, and it was. Um, Oh, it's it's Revelation two, mm-hmm. your first love. Yes, you've forgotten mm-hmm. your first love, mm-hmm. and that hit me so hard. I think it hit mm-hmm. all of us. But that oh, hit yeah. me so hard. Mm-hmm. It's like we do this job at church, mm-hmm. and sometimes the ministry becomes a job, and that's a burden. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost a reminder of like, no, you do this because you love Jesus as your first love, mm-hmm. and you've forgotten that. Mm-hmm. And so coming back. That's that Sunday where we just stopped and said, this is what we feel we need to teach. And we turned to Revelation 2, and that's where it all started. It's Not amazing. planned at all. No, it's yeah. amazing. I remember that Sunday like pretty vividly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and 
yeah, I was backstage. I was uh, at the front of house at the sound console, and I walked. I just so happened to walk in, and you're going with what you had planned. Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, I just see you. Yeah, I, I literally felt the tenderness of God just go, and you go, I can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. And my, my soul felt like, I still remember that too. It was like, it's so forced of what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. You know, when you're like, you feel like you're doing the right thing, but at the same time, there's like uh, blocking. Mm-hmm. Like it's not yeah. allowing you to fully go in. Yeah. That's almost what I was feeling in that moment. And yeah, I was like. And that's, that genuinely is the power. And, and the, uh, I want to say like, I'm trying to look for a word like the realness, but like the person of the Holy Spirit. That's like, I know you're teaching my word, but I have another yeah, word that right. I really want for this room today. You know, like, and that's where he's like, he just started knocking on you and he's like, hey, dude. And what's crazy is I have never studied that passage. Yeah. You know what I mean? You like, took a step of faith. Yeah. Yes. Now, I one. was remembering things that I was taught a couple mm-hmm. of days ago from that pastor. Mm-hmm. So I was. I knew what I wanted to say yeah. out of my heart, but I didn't know the word. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like nothing was right. I was like, hey, here's the scripture. Let's talk about it. Um, and then after that Sunday, I was like, I, w- I want to keep going in at mm-hmm. least the churches. And that's what we said. We'd mm-hmm. stop at the churches. And then the Lord just took it over from there. Yeah. And we awesome. went through this he entire did. book. And I think, honestly, looking back, if we would have planned out Revelation, I don't know if it would have been, I won't say as good, because mm-hmm. I think the Lord would have used it, but there was just something sweet and special about just going in and not thinking mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. It's like diving into cold water. Don't think about it, just jump in. Yeah. And uh, I think that's what we did, and I think the Lord used it in a lot of ways. The, the, I think the response has been beautiful, and I, we've said this a lot throughout the podcast while we've been studying this, is that <clears throat> all of us have this like junk right now. Mm-hmm. That, so sorry for clearing our throats and coughing in this, but um, the, just the response has been really good because Revelation, it— somehow makes things more real. Like when you're going through yeah. it, you're like this ho-hum um, tradition or religion, it, it, it is not what we were created for. Yeah, wow. um, We were created for something more. And so it gives you the glimpse of the, the kind of kingdom we were actually created mm. for, the world that we will get to experience that is not fallen. This will all pass away. Thank you, God. Yeah. Um, and so it, it just gives you, no, we were, it just gives a sense that we were created for yeah. more. And so I feel like it has driven people to um, do the really hard things, like to actually confront maybe sins that have mm-hmm. just entangled them for so long to confront conversations or people or to approach people that are not believing in a different Mm way. It is just, I feel like it has stirred us to be the church that we really are supposed to be. That's, that's beautiful because that's one thing that hit me too Mm -hmm. is, and I'm not saying anything negative on anybody. This is Mm -hmm. myself. I feel like I do sometimes fake the church Christian thing. Uh I think a lot of us do. And when you read revelation, Mm -hmm. you have to be solidified in your faith. Yeah. Because when this stuff starts to play out, mm-hmm. if we're still here, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be difficult for even Christians to discern, is this the end times? Mm-hmm. Until a point where it's like, this is clear. Yeah. And you're going to be pulled and uh, pushed in ways mm-hmm. that we haven't yet. And it, you have to be solid mm-hmm. because you have to know what you believe and why you believe it. Yeah. It's going to be very easy for some to walk away yeah. and just go to the easy thing. Yeah. And that's what Revelation's <clears throat> taught me. You know, it's also you know. made, I feel like for me, it's made me more confident because— um, so I got back on TikTok for a stint. and tiki talkie Yeah, I sure did. And it's just funny because I would see all, it's really a lot of like, especially with what's happening in the world right now, there's so much right. like fear mongering like mm-hmm. that. And a lot of it is like, if you don't know what you believe about Revelation, you could be so scared right now. 
If you don't know what mm-hmm. what the what Revelation yeah. actually says and how to understand it in its context and what it's actually for, which is to look at the person of Jesus mm-hmm. and to understand him in all of his glory. And if you if you're not seeing that, if you're getting flooded, like mm-hmm. sometimes my feed would be, it's just like these endless lives of people like, this is why we're in the end times and here's what and just uh, creating so much yeah. fear for people. I feel like in the past, I would have like sat and watched and bought in yeah. and just been like looking around, like, is everybody else scared? It like, makes I'm you scared. think there's no hope. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. But here's the thing. I think it is going to be scary. And I think yes. that is okay for us to have fear. You know what I mean? Because natural, you know, just the natural way we are. We're, when these events happen mm-hmm. now and in Israel, and I mean, that's scary stuff. Yeah. I yeah. think Jesus was scared before. Yeah. I mean, he had to have been. Mm-hmm. So that's okay. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, but understand the reason we have this is so that so that we can see that mm-hmm. we do have hope. Yeah. And yes, some people might go through forms of persecution, mm-hmm. and that's why Christ has already told you just focus on mm-hmm. me. Paul even says it. In anything in this life that yeah. you go through, it'll be worth it when you make it to heaven. You just have to remind mm-hmm. yourself yes. of that. Yes, and the conversation that I had with David uh, Sanchez backstage one of, one of Sanchez? the days. Yes, um, it was it was so enlightening too because the thing is, and this this has been a con- this has been a a constant thing we've talked about on here, and that is when you're looking to future events, whether end times related or not. Like whether mm-hmm. what if my kid ever gets sick? What if I lose yeah. my spouse? Like if you're looking to that and getting anxiety, the thing you're not able to calculate is how in that moment the grace of God will come in yes, and meet you yes. where you are and give you everything that you need, well, the comfort that you need, good, the yeah. love, the wisdom, like all that. He will meet you there. So you're looking at a future event with fear because you're not calculating, you can't calculate yeah. what the God of unlimited resources will do for you in, in that moment. moment. Yeah. And so it's kind of the same with that. And, but he's like, but we, what, why we don't have to necessarily fear is because we do have the word of God that shows us his character mm-hmm. even throughout yes. where when people have been in very hard situations that he has always provided. And so one of the things that he was like, um, and this actually stemmed out of a conversation. I was just looking at him and I like to pick, I like to know what's going on in David Sanchez's brain and it's a lot mm. going on and it's too <laughs> yeah, much for my brain to up. understand sometimes. <laughs> but I was just looking at him and I was like, let's do this. Yeah. David, what do you believe <laughs> yeah, about, do you believe do that the church will like endure the, do you believe, uh, what's the word? Sorry, I'm Rapture? like blanking right now. Millennium? Pre-trib. Pre-trib. Oh, like oh, yeah, pre-trib. Yeah. I was like, are you pre-trib, post-trib? And he was like, well, let's go look back at Exodus. And I was like, that's not what I expected you to say. <laughs> like, he's like, let's go look back. And he's like, regardless, you're, you're the Israelites were in the midst of all of the plague. They were there. Mm-hmm. In the middle when mm-hmm. all everything was happening, yeah. but it does say a lot. Like when we're looking at some of the specific plagues, that it really only pertained to the Egyptians. So how did God protect His people right. in the midst they of in nearby city? <clears throat> What's crazy? A lot of people point to that to say that we're not pre-trib because mm-hmm. you see examples, but there's also examples of God saving the righteous. Um, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, they got yeah. people out. Yep. Yep. Uh, Noah got people out. So anyway, that's what's the, hard. And the truth is, so regardless. Either way. That's it, almost like. It's what, sovereignty. Yeah. yeah it's, it's almost it. like what Sanchez was almost insinuating. Yeah. was yeah. like, if it's not pre-trib, look at Exodus. Yeah. Right. Yes, yes, yes. You know? Either yeah. Way. That you'll be, you'll now, be so taken care but of. But we have to understand too, it's promised that there will be Christians, whether it's the yes. church or Persecuted, those who come to, Yeah. So. Suffering. Yes. It's. What does that mean though? Mm-hmm. Because that doesn't mean that you're going to be completely uh, immortal. Mm-hmm. Is that the right word? Yes. I mean, yeah. you you still will feel the effects mm-hmm. of what's happening, but in the end, you're protected. Yeah. And, yeah. In the end, you're protected and, and rewarded. And rewarded. And when you look at the, in the New Testament and those who did die yeah. in the name of Christianity yeah. for the Lord, um, this is t- 
up to death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and so there's this point. That thing, I think that's what's, I think that's what hits us all mm-hmm. is that we need to come to the realization that um, in our flesh, in our humanity, we're scared of dying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I saw um, Anne Graham Lotz, mm-hmm. you know, she's an older woman now mm-hmm. and she's preaching and she impacted my life in just the 45 minutes that she mm-hmm. talked. She was not afraid of death mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. she's like, you get to a point in your life where you're like, you know, you know, and mm-hmm. you're so secure in um, who you believe in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't matter if you're martyred mm-hmm. or you die through a sickness or you just die in peace. Mm-hmm. Like it's all for God's glory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and so this is the point where she's like, I remember she's just saying like, you have to be content with like Mm -hmm. dying at one point. Like Mm -hmm. you have to let go of that fear, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, That's if you're rooted in your faith. Yes. And rooted in scripture because that's that's, a constant reminder in scripture. That's That's the the thing that I keep, I, I I really feel like that's the theme for this podcast is what's written is what we need to know. Mm -hmm. And if you Mm -hmm. don't know enough, of God's word, there's going to be a, um, a, what's the opposite of stillness? Like a, a chaos. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like you're um, just going to be like, uneasy, unste- yeah, yeah. Uneasy, unsteady, Ooh. like, you know, and your mind and your spirit and everything within you is just like, ah, I feel kind of chaotic. Mm-hmm. Bro, that, that kept coming to me on Sunday. I kept saying blown with the wind. Yes. Is that what James <clears> says? <throat> I mean, that, that's that, it kept coming to me yeah. on Sunday. I'm like, I don't know if that's the no. Lord saying there's people in here that are mm-hmm. like that and you need to say this because yeah, I, I, I wouldn't write down either. You know, and there's moments in life where like you you hear you hear a certain quote in the Bible or a certain passage and like, you know, and you just go through it. And then we go to that one pastor's conference and that one pastor just simply reminds you of what Jesus did in the desert. Mm-hmm. He didn't, he did not fight Satan with his experience mm-hmm. or his godliness mm-hmm. like his yeah. kingship he said it is written the, yeah. Word, yeah. the word and you know and so there's that thing that now has like impacted me for the rest of my life like i know that that's such a dumb moment y'all mm-hmm. but like the, the reality is it's the simplicity of go to the word because it is written mm-hmm. you know and that's the stuff that will genuinely when you put your absolute hope and trust mm-hmm. that's the stuff that will keep you steady mm-hmm. and even until death there's yeah. a greater hope yeah like, you know, and I'm not saying that I ain't scared to death. Like I'm going away from being scared to death. Mm-hmm. Like the reality is when you're so sure of, um, for your love of Jesus, your belief in Jesus is like, what does the Bible say? Mm-hmm. You know, if you believe in him, mm-hmm. that's, you just need to have belief in him, you know, and you're saved. Yeah. So that's there's great. that. Um, well, that was a good little chat. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Let's uh let's transition into questions. I feel like that's I think we should. So great questions, guys. <laughs> Here we go. Are you guys ready? Maybe. Yeah. Okay. So I want to start with the first question because this actually came That's a great place to start. <laughs> Always number one. <laughs> I want to start with this first question oh. that I think is a a good place to start because I'm not gonna be able to regain my composure. Um because when we get to the end of Revelation, it does feel crazy. And mm-hmm. so when you're looking mm-hmm. at almost like um, certain sections are like a bloodbath, you know, and it's like there yeah. is a lot of wrath being poured out. And I think this would be the question for a lot of people, um, maybe who haven't studied this yet, is, okay, so I'm listening to all this happening. I'm listening to the wrath. Maybe I don't understand God's wrath as a part of His goodness and glory mm-hmm. yet. Like, I don't yeah. understand it as the the, the yeah. effect of— holiness and unholiness like I'm not seeing that yet so it just seems like God is mean I'm just speculating if this is what people might 
think if they haven't gotten there yet. So the question then would be, then why did all of this have to start in the first place? Mm -hmm. So why did the fall even have to happen? Why does God have to get to this place of wrath? Um, Mm. Because why did the fall even have to happen? And so that was one of the first questions that we have is, why did this have to go this way? Why in the garden? Why did the fall have to happen? Why did mm-hmm. sin have to enter the world? Or why did he allow it? Or why did everything go this yeah, way? Yeah, I think that's the way to ask it: is why did he allow it? Yeah, you know, his. I don't. I don't want to give the simple answers that you've probably been taught all of life. I do, but at the same t- at the same time, it is it is what it is. Yeah, God does want you to love Him wholeheartedly, mm-hmm. and the only way for that to happen is for you to. Um, choose to love him. Yeah. Now, I want to be careful too, because don't don't pick apart our words here. Yeah. All right. We, I, I just want to say that too. Mm-hmm. Don't we're not in this debate about um, Calvinism, Arminianism, mm-hmm. whatever. We're just speaking from our heart. Mm-hmm. So we might say things that don't align with mm-hmm. someone who created this doctrine years mm-hmm. ago. That's mm-hmm. by the way, that's not a that's a that's a man created doctrine. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. say that. So when I say things like we choose to love God, I'm not saying that he doesn't play a part in that. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that he does draw us, but we do have action in that. So yeah. in the garden, because he wants a loving relationship with his creation, we have to willingly surrender. Mm-hmm. So he gave us that choice. Yeah. So he allowed all these things to happen. Yeah. Um, there's mm-hmm. a quote right here I want to read. I think the easiest answer, and Alex, Jumping, we talked about this mm-hmm. yesterday. I don't want to take what you said yesterday because it was good too, but um, I think we would have never experienced the fullness of God's love if he did not allow sin into the world. The greatest example of love is sending Jesus Christ to die for the sins of the world. Mm -hmm. Um, And we, if there's no sin, then that would not have occurred. Mm -hmm. So God's love is displayed in ways that we would have never seen. And his grace and mercy is displayed in ways that we would have never known or seen if he did not allow sin, if he didn't allow man to mm-hmm. choose their way. Yeah. Man sin, God had no part in that. So this is um this quote. So the world with no fall and no salvation is altogether less God glorifying mm-hmm. than a world with a tragic fall, but also a wondrous salvation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being able to receive salvation shows God's fullness of grace and love. Yes. That we can experience. Yep. So that's the that's thing that I want to add to that um, is, I think for many many Christians or just people in general. Um, sorry to sound so scientific here, but the perspective that I've heard and I've seen is people have what we call a heliocentric view, which is a it is a human like mm-hmm. it's as if Christianity is revolved around hmm. humans. Yes, yeah. yes. It's a it's a it's revolved around us. The reality is that the entirety of the, of the Bible is what we would call a Christocentric view, which is all about Jesus. It's mm-hmm. it's a cent, um, a Christ-centered gospel. Mm-hmm. And so when you ask the question, like, why would God allow this? And then um, even stuff like um, about humans, and he did it because of us. The reality is uh, the universe is so much bigger than just humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have to understand that the that God has a creation, like it's massive. Mm -hmm. And so when you think about everything, even before Genesis, um, in regards to the fall and all Mm -hmm. that stuff, the Lord is doing everything because Jesus is the center. And it's not, it's not only because, um, man sinned, like the Lord wants to restore everything. Mm -hmm. And that goes beyond humans. Yeah. Like there's a spiritual realm. There's a creation. There are 
other beings that the Lord wants to restore. And so I love, I was talking with Dusty yesterday and, you know, he said this thing where like, here's God's creation. The enemy wants to steal earth mm-hmm. and says, oh, no, this is mine. And Jesus is like, I'm taking that back. Yeah. Well, he does steal and it. He, well, I wouldn't say he steals it. He yeah. controls it. He, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so there's this, you have to understand that this is a Christ-centered gospel yeah. and we, you cannot think about yourself um, and humanity as if like the Lord doesn't have that in context. Mm-hmm. The Lord absolutely does everything mm-hmm. um, to restore us, but it's so much bigger than just us. And that's that's the that's reality. Yeah. It's good to zoom out. Yeah, yeah, we, exactly. we have yeah, to that's, zoom that's out. Good. Like if not, we will get stuck mm-hmm. and then we'll become little gods in a sense mm-hmm. where we just think like, I think I would have done it this way. And God's plan is so much mm-hmm. bigger and yeah, wiser. We don't understand it. We don't mm-hmm. understand. We, so, we know what we can see and what we're told. But yes. like you're saying, there's more levels to just why did God allow sin? Mm-hmm. And I want to say this too, because the reason I say God allowed sin is because he did give us free will, but free will did not mean that we were going to sin. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's not like we, Adam and Eve could have chose not to, mm-hmm. but they chose to, and mm-hmm. he just allowed that to happen. There's also a difference in uh foreordaining is this word and, and um, foreknowledge. Yeah. Yes. So I do not think that he ordained Adam and Eve to sin, but I do think he knew it. And mm-hmm. so that's why, Jesus was plan A. I mean, there is no, you know, there's yeah, no yeah. plan B. That, what I read was, uh, one of the things I read was that um, he had foreknowledge of sin. So he foreordained Jesus to come. Yeah. And that, yes, that was sure. kind yes. of what I've yeah. That's a good way to put picked it. out. Yeah. yeah. I, that, that put a lot of things in perspective to me. I also want to say this, um, and maybe this is like, <clears throat> I don't want this to sound like the cop out or anything of, of this is just what I believe to be true, but I think the answer to that question of why did he allow the fall to happen has to go back to what is our belief about God and do we believe what the Bible says about mm-hmm. God to be true and that are things like, um, is he all loving? Is he all knowing? Is he all powerful? Is he all good? Mm-hmm. That plays a key part in what and then our satisfaction and why did the fall have to happen? And I think at the end of the day, um, if this is the place, if your mind wrestles with this question a lot, you can go back to that place of faith that, and that sometimes I think that's also what faith is. It's not, um, is God real uh, necessarily? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it is. Sometimes yeah, that yeah, is yeah, the yeah. faith. The question is, do I have the faith that the Bible says that he's right, all good? Yeah. So if he allowed something bad to happen in his goodness, in his all powerfulness, in his all lovingness, mm-hmm. he allowed it to happen this way. Yeah. And if there was another way, he would have done it that way, but he's perfect. His plan is perfect. His will is perfect. Mm-hmm. If this was the way, this was the way. Yeah, faith. That's good. Faith doesn't stop after salvation. Yes, faith then continues in areas yes. like that. Yes. Here's what's interesting to think too is, I mean, this just hit me. It's like, think about talking about the love of our mm-hmm. Lord. Like, the God on on the throne gives His creation the opportunity to choose their way. Yeah. And because He knew it, yeah. He then said, "I still want. I still mm-hmm. love them, so I'm going to mm-hmm. send my Son to die for mm-hmm. them." Every yeah. other religion, you bring, who said, someone said yeah. this on stage. Yes. Every other religion, you bring stuff to. Mm-hmm. So he gave you the choice. Yep. We failed at that choice. And then he brought something to us rather yeah. than we bring something to him. Yeah. That's just, that's the love and grace that we would have never known without yes. him. Yes. That's, that's, that's crazy. This, and and it, this does go back to what you're saying too, Alex, where it is all God-centered. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah. so this is, 
all of creation and everything that has happened, is happening, will happen, is all meant to bring the most glory to God. And so one of the quotes that I saw, and I'll link, I'll link this um, article that I got this from, but this, this summed it up to me perfectly, and it was a lot of what you're saying too, Ryan. God's purpose was to create a world in which His glory could be manifest in all its fullness. The glory of God is the overarching goal of creation. Mm. In fact, it is the overarching goal of everything He does. The universe was created to display God's glory and the wrath of God is revealed against those who fail to glorify God. The world that best displays the glory of God is the world we have, a world that was allowed to fall, a world that was redeemed, and a world that will be restored to its original perfection. That's good. That's the max. Mm-hmm. That's it. So it it's not how humans can be the best and blah, blah, blah. It is all mm-hmm. about God's glory. And this was the way wow. to display the fullness of his glory. Yeah, and that's kind of like the mysteries too, is like, we don't know why that's the way. Okay, yes. You do know why? No, I don't know. I'm agreeing with you. I'm agreeing with you. Because we are going to get to the, we are going to get to a question about predestination, things like that. And I just love, we have, listen, there has to be room for God and his mysteries. Like mm-hmm. that's it. And that's a place of faith too. And if you find yourself in conversations, like I love that Park said that there is enough to satisfy your mm-hmm. questions. There, mm-hmm. There's enough information to satisfy you. We To, to prove that this is mm-hmm. the truth yeah. and the way, there is enough of that. We are still required an element of faith and God still has his mysteries and that's okay. So when, you're, when you find yeah, yourself in these endless good. loops of debates with people, some people will just not be satisfied. They won't come to that's faith. That's why you have um, people who study the word but are not saved. Yes. Like they know the word. Yes. Probably better than I do. Oh yeah, no, a thousand Definitely percent. Like there are scholars who yes. are not professing Christians, yeah. yes. but they study the word for historical purposes, yeah. which is so ironic I because know. they also use the Bible as a geo, uh, a geographical yes um, map. Is a map. Exactly. Like, yeah. Where, um, but yet artifacts they still are. don't have their belief in Jesus because it requires faith. Yeah. You know? So here's here's a question just to just to ponder. Um, so you, we mentioned mysteries, and just like that, we don't know why God chose to allow sin to understand Mm -hmm. that glory. So in heaven, do you think those mysteries will be made known to us? That's a great question. That is a great question. I don't know, but I had to pull up this verse because I read this this week and I was like, this is so good. This is Proverbs 25 too. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. It is the glory of kings to search things out. So that this is where like we're told to seek and we Can will you say find. That again? Yeah, it yeah. is the glory of God to conceal things. It is the glory of kings to search things out. This is Bruh. your this is your yeah. uh, exhortation. Seek it out. Yeah. Like if you're upset at a mystery that God has, or you're like, why? I, well, why can't we know these things? Seek it out. How, are you actively seeking it out? Mm. Anyway, it is the glory of kings and to seek it out. And you might not ever find the answer, but he doesn't say you'll have the answer. He says, I'll bring you satisfaction. Uh-huh. I will mm-hmm. fill that thirst. Well, he does say, seek you know, me and you will find me. Like yeah, that yeah, you but, will find him. But that not the answer. That, Maybe. I'm saying like, yeah, not necessarily I, I the answer. You'll saying. find yeah. him. You yeah. know what I mean? And, that, and that's what I'm, I'm getting to. Yeah. You're going to be okay not knowing the answer yeah. because you'll have a deeper understanding of who you know, he is. In, in our selfishness, yes. like we like we talk about getting to heaven. is like, I really want to know what happened in the 60s. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then you wonder, Lord, are you going to reveal that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> you're like, I want to ask Paul a question. You know, okay, like, well, yeah, for real. You know, like uh, all these secrets about. that are hidden from us, mm-hmm. like in the earthly world right now, is like, would we know when we get to heaven? It was like, oh, you're in heaven. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you made it. I didn't think you, did you murder yeah. all those yeah. people? Yeah. You, uh, you Chill. Like, oh, no, Think no, about no. God. This is God's oh, grace. No. You believe in the, in the blood of Jesus, yeah. fam. 
Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh God. Oh, that's so true. Dang. That's a good question. Um, you think we're going to know that? We're we'll like, oh, no, I'm sorry. We're going to get to heaven. We're going to be like, I did not think you were going to be up here. That guy? I thought you were rotting in hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's an inside joke. But, yeah. I'd love to be a part of one someday. I'd uh, love to be a part of one someday. Um, all right. Let's move on to the next question. We've got. Is this number two? Honestly, I thought about jumping to number three because I we kind of touched on predestination. <laughs> Chill out. No, I'm, I'm through. No, okay. no, I'm I thought you were joking. Okay. So the third question it is dealing with predestination. So the question is, what is your perspective on being predestined for heaven or hell? Are there those who were destined to endure the trials of revelation and those who are destined for deliverance from it? Yeah, that's, <clears throat> excuse me. It's kind of the, kind of the same answer for me. Uh-huh. Um, foreknowledge and foreordained is two different things. I, this is a, a view of mine yeah. I, and people can debate that and that's fine mm-hmm. because scripture doesn't say for sure. Mm-hmm. It, again, it though it points to Jesus. Um, so I don't think that God, I'll say it this way, created people who didn't have an opportunity to repent. Mm-hmm. So people destined for hell. I, I purposely, I, I, what, what am I trying to say? I don't think that. No, personally. No, I personally yeah. don't think that. <clears throat> the Bible even, we've, told, we've talked about, I mean, that's, it's his will. That, right. It's his will for all to be saved. And the Bible even tells us in Matthew that hell is created for angels, I mean, fallen angels and, and Satan. So yeah. hell and its purpose is not for humans. Yeah. Now, when you reject Christ and you don't repent, it, it's a weird way to say this, but you are then worshiping Satan. Because like I said, you are wired to worship something and you might not be actively worshiping him, but by rejecting Christ, you're following the enemy's ways. So therefore, heaven, uh, I mean, hell is not created for you. However, that's where you will be because your worship is aligned with uh, Satan. Is that, if that makes yeah. sense yeah. to help? But yeah. answer the question, no, I don't think God predestines that yeah. or chooses um, Can you, I don't know if you have it on top of your mind, the, <clears throat> the passage about blotting your name out. Yeah, that's what, um, that marked my Well, here's world. the thing. You said that it was. It's multiple passages all throughout scripture. Yes. So people have kind of drawn that conclusion. Yes. But it be, doesn't. It's does, not one, but it's interesting that some, it, it, going all the way back to Psalm, say mm-hmm. um, that God will blot your name out of the book of life if you do these things or certain wow. things, or if you live a lifestyle of these things. Yes. And uh, so it hints to, like, I think this is where you're going, yes. where from the beginning of time, your name is in the book of life. Mm-hmm. So it's not a matter of of that. It's, are you are you following Christ to keep your name in the book of life? Yes. That's all so harsh to say, but, no, but I mean, that's, that's the, the truth. That, it is, it, but it's a reality that if you can, again, have the right perspective and the right filter, like you have to see Jesus for who he truly is, who's his character. That's where I go. He has a an invitation in your name already from yes. the beginning of time. Like, here is my son and my daughter. You are welcome in this place. Now, if you decide not to receive this free gift, this invitation, I will have to blot your name out of the book of life. And that to me changes the pers- the whole perspective on like even predestination, uh, predestined to be in hell. Like it, it gets kind of weird, you know, like yeah. real quick. Cause it's like, um, the Lord didn't just want to bring you into this world just to say, hey, just live a world and then go straight to hell. Mm-hmm. Like, no. Um, because then, at, what, do you even believe in his sacrifice? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it says that he died for all mm-hmm. creation, yeah. all humanity. I don't know why, but I didn't, I'm pulling up the notes from that. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I didn't put the verses for some reason. But yeah, there, there's a couple. But that, that's a hard, that's one of those topics too, because some places it doesn't say blot out. Mm-hmm. 
Almond Summit does. Yes. But to me, I think I think you said it best. The invitation has been there from the beginning. Mm-hmm. No, yes. no matter what, the invitation, like we said, Jesus was plan A from the beginning. That mm-hmm. is the invitation. And going on our study in Revelation, Christ gives an invitation at the end of the Bible for mm-hmm. everyone. Mm-hmm. John three sixteen, the famous verse. I mean, over and over and over again, you see that salvation is open to everyone. Yeah. But we do know that People won't. Some mm-hmm. people won't. And um, the Bible even tells us that God hardens hearts. But as we talk about that, it's it's not that God hardened his heart so that he could not repent. In his foreknowledge, God already knew. I think it was that his heart was already at a place that was not going to surrender. Yeah. So God allowed it to continue rather than to purposefully harden his heart. Because that that's where the phrase, that's where when we say what Satan meant for evil or, or mm-hmm. what the enemy meant for evil that God meant for good. That That is in reference. Mm-hmm. That's in that passage, like in Exodus, mm-hmm. talking about the Pharaoh. And so yeah, yeah. God meant it for good. He also he said knew. about the Pharisees too. Yes. I mean, he, he, it says he hardened their mm-hmm. hearts, mm-hmm. but it's already at a level mm-hmm. that would not repent. Mm-hmm. So that's, what I, that's the theology that I don't know. I don't know if you want to call it theology mm-hmm. because Exodus is very clear. Yeah. It says God hardened Pharaoh's heart. Mm-hmm. But is that speaking in terms of God same as this, he allowed it mm-hmm. to get even harder to a point of no turning back. Mm-hmm. Therefore, God started to use him yeah. just like he Those, uses Antichrist are, for his purposes. I don't want to add a wrench yeah. to this whole thing, but there are like these like one-off like stories in scripture yeah. where it just makes you wonder like, you know, you look at Judas, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you look at Pharaoh's heart hardening, like the Lord allowed certain things for for a greater plan. Yeah. And it and it's like, oh man, Lord, so what does that mean to, for that mm-hmm. individual? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like this is some rough stuff, you know? It is. And and this is what's kind of interesting to talk about because again, in his foreknowledge, he didn't predestine it to happen mm-hmm. in my mind in my my opinion, but he just knows it. And so speaking mm-hmm. on Judas, we we've talked about this before too. I don't know if it was on the podcast. Judas's whole life set him up for that moment. Mm-hmm where something in his childhood to teens to adults made him greedy for mm-hmm. money, attracted him to money. And so, yes, yeah, so God knew that. Now, did he put him in those situations wow. for his heart to get that way? I'm not going to say yes or no. But I just think that's the natural way that Judas was. Therefore, God knew this and he used them for his purpose, for mm-hmm. a greater purpose. Mm-hmm. Yep. And for Judas, you know this too. I mean, it says that Satan entered him. Mm-hmm. So, that's a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. Was this Judas's yeah. actions or was this mm-hmm. literally the enemy within well, him? Well, it's, I will say Judas's actions opened a door yeah, to allow Satan yeah. to even okay, have yeah, territory. Yeah. And that's the yeah. dangers of like, what we talk mm-hmm. about all the time is, uh, I don't know, it's just like, if the Lord says be holy because I'm holy, there's a, there's a really good reason why you want to be set apart mm-hmm. and you want to be, here's that word again, consecrated. Mm-hmm. Wow. You want to be uh, consecrated from unholy things mm-hmm. because the spiritual realm is real and it, and it opens doors that you don't want. Again, we can go into another podcast, another debate, can a Christian be possessed or can mm-hmm. it be blah, 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 blah. And it's a whole topic. Regardless, um, the enemy can have a foothold, mm-hmm. you know, like it's the simplicity of why are ministers of the gospel addicted, addicted to X, Y, Z, you know, like, the enemy can have a foothold. It's that simple. Like, don't just throw it to me the whole, well, I'm saved. He has no power. <sighs> Until mm-hmm. it's a daily battle. Mm-hmm. It's a daily die to yourself. You have to carry your cross daily, mm-hmm. you know, up until you're in your transfigured, glorified body. Um, it is a war. Mm-hmm. And even more on you, when you, were you saying that, uh, was it you, Ryan, on Sunday, you're talking about 
um, in the spiritual realm, like our bodies are, are white if you're saved. Yeah. Like there is clothes. a mark on you and the enemy and his hmm. minions see this. Mm-hmm. They know that person is mm-hmm. covered by the blood, but they still want to yeah, mess. I was, I was just like, I was reading that a couple weeks ago about what our uh, demons uh, abilities, what are their role? What are they seeking to do? And and for the unbeliever, yeah. it is to stop them from looking oh, at yeah. Christ. 100%. For the believer, it is to stop them from living in the fullness of Christ. Wow. And so that's their <laughs> that is that is their sole singular goal. Yeah. And, the fullness of Christ. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like if if they can just and that that is why guilt and shame is so powerful, is because if they can just not let us live in the fullness mm-hmm. and the full authority mm-hmm. um and the full boldness, mm-hmm. you know. Um, mm. when, where does that die? It's mm. when we point our fingers to ourselves. Mm. There's that heliocentric view again, mm. when you think it's about you, but when you have your eyes fixed on the Lord, that's when you say, you know, <laughs> no man, we're good. You know, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. when you say Satan, no, like, yeah, like it's Jesus. Mm-hmm. He's the one that has all authority, all yeah. dominion. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's um, that's to me like the most powerful. Can I say this because it was on my mind that whole spiritual clothes thing? Mm-hmm. I just I just want people to know that was nowhere in notes. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit. Yep. In that moment, I don't know why he wanted that picture to be painted, but it it hit me in a way. I was hey. like, wow, that's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you wear because it, it was that verse of um, blessed are those who wash their robes. Mm-hmm. Wow, like. That's not the work of us. He's saying they wash the robes by surrender and mm-hmm. Jesus washes them through the cross. But I was just like, man, the Lord had a message for someone in that church man, on Sunday. And that was that part was crazy. I heard a story. It's like a little testimony of a mother. And um, I don't know what, I don't, I want to say it, it was an Af- like an African woman. But sorry to sound so crazy, but the reality is witches are real. <laughs> so uh, it was sure. a story of... Um, is this here or like? No, this. I think this is a, an oh. a testimony from Africa. But this witch, was, like, she used to be a witch, but she was talking about how like she remembers trying to do witchcraft on a young girl because mm-hmm. she was upset with the mom, her, her mom, and she remembers saying, "I can't do nothing because she's co- she's covered in like a white light," you know. Mm-hmm. And Full so, and yeah, and those are the moments where it's just like these are not made up stories, mm-hmm. y'all. This is this is the Holy Spirit allowing certain things to be revealed and seen in the spiritual realm. And uh, this is real. Like when you're covered by the blood of Jesus, there is a protection. You know, when you pray for your children at night, there is a protection. Mm-hmm. You know, Lord, protect the little mm-hmm. mind from, you know, from any darts from the mm-hmm. enemy. Mm-hmm. You know, like it is a daily <clears throat> practice that I do for my kids. And um, if you want to do this, y'all could take it from me. But what I, my, the way I end my prayers with my kids every time is I say, Jesus, fill me up with your Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, that is how we end our prayers mm-hmm. every night. And they memorize it now. Like they mm-hmm. know when I say Jesus, they go, fill me up with your mm-hmm. Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Like they know it. Like it's such routine. Yeah. Um, because it's, I really believe that the enemy doesn't rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially when your kids are sleeping mm-hmm. and when we're sleeping, aren't we tormented constantly so often? Like even I was talking to my wife this morning, like she had a, a crazy dream. <laughs> it's kind of funny, but kind of scary too. But it's like the enemy doesn't rest. Mm-hmm. Like he's trying to infiltrate, you know, even in the midst of your rest. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where you, you ask the Lord, Lord, even in my dreams, mm-hmm. may you be present. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like, hey, Lord, when I wake up, I'm gonna read the word and just live out my day. No, no. Even when I sleep, Lord, I want you mm-hmm. with me yeah. at all times. Mm-hmm. You know, so 
Um, I, I have another thought on this because the whole um, predestination conversation, it gets so difficult too then when you start mm. looking at Romans verses and Ephesians, chosen, Ephesians, yeah. elect, like all that kind of stuff. And so this was one passage that I just felt like satisfied some things for me. So it said, uh, because the, the question is, how can our free will, but mm. also being drawn, because that's what one of these, uh, was it John 6, 44? I don't have internet. I know what John 6 is. You don't have internet for the Bible? Sorry. I, I don't have need internet. Oh, yeah, go, ahead, go ahead and get your, John, your word. Get your word. John 4. Um, what did you say? 6, 4. Yeah, John 6, 44. Okay, I have the internet now, so now I can read it before you. Well, I got there no first. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. Right. So the Father does the drawing. So it is, there are questions and probably wonderings about how does my free will also work with God drawing? Um, and so anyway, here's this, it, this kind of satisfies oh, me. Savage first of all, first oh, of that, all, I was about to say, that's that passage. It is worth saying, um, that no one who wants to come to Jesus will ever be turned away. Right. Evidence is opposite for that in scripture everywhere. Yes. If you seek, you will find, come to me all, like all of the different things where if there is someone who wants to know God, they will never be turned mm. away. And that sometimes is where I, that's where I rest a lot. Uh, Cause my mind that I, I get, I, I've been stuck on the chosen thing for a long time. Mm. I remember this being a conversation. We actually had t-shirts made yeah. for our small group when I was in eighth grade that said chosen because we had this huge, mm -hmm. I mean, in eighth grade, we had these big questions like, what does this verse mean? Right, yeah. And so well, it was, it's been a, a I, my mind does come back to it mm -hmm. a lot, like grapples, like how do both work together? But yeah. regardless, the this is what you can know. And I, I think about it a lot in terms of, um, not for myself, for other people. So if I'm praying for someone, I'm like, well, how do I know how do I know God will draw that person? Like God yeah. has to draw that person for them to believe, to accept, to, like that kind of thing. Uh, yeah. So th there is a, where you can rest is no one who wants to come to him will be turned away. Wow. We do have a responsibility to pray for people in yes. our lives. Prayer is powerful. It works. Yes. That's our responsibility. You can't make somebody believe. You can't, you can't necessarily just say the right words mm -hmm. or you could say all the perfect things, but without being like, what what's the word like bolstered or something like by the Holy Spirit it mm -hmm. it will mean nothing to that person it has yes, to be the Holy yes. Spirit who does the drawing who does the work so yeah. that In is his true own time that is true but there and then there is the responsibility of well, that individual person to use their free will to choose God since we're on the revelation topic yes and the Lord rewards you with a crown mm -hmm. from the things that you did yes. on earth yeah what do you think that prayer would be part of that crown. Mm -hmm. That's so good, Alex. That's very good. Think about this. Yes. Because we should never belittle prayer. Yeah. How many testimonies have you heard of, oh, my mother, my grandmother, my dad, yeah. my grandpa, like the amount of prayer for years and I was a straight heathen, but yeah. I came to the Lord even when I thought it was too late. Yeah. You know, like we should never belittle yeah. these things. That's and so, good. so to me, like I think of the crown that Revelation talks about and the scriptures talk about and you go, okay, Lord, it it does prove mm -hmm. that in and what you have um, influenced us to do and commanded us mm -hmm. to do, it has a lot to do with uh, don't belittle just because I'm going to do it anyways. Yeah. No, no, no. It is your prayers that it like makes uh -huh. me want to, uh -huh. you know, do more. Mm -hmm. So um, it is again a lot of this stuff is a lot of mysteries, and you just can't think one way and it be the absolute yeah. truth. There is a lot of like you have to believe almost in. 
But yeah, both sides. I have, I have a, I actually have a story about this, and this is, it's, it marked me for a long time. I mean, forever. Like, I was in the midst of all of my questioning, all of the, what do I believe about God? What's true about God? Like all this kind of stuff. And I had gotten to this one particular question where I was like. I don't even know if I believe in the power of prayer. I don't know. Like mm-hmm. if God knows what's going to happen anyway, and it's just going to be carried out, like what is the point? I w- mm. This is where I was in my question. Why pray? Wow. So this is, I feel like a sweet thing that God did for me. And I have, a, <clears throat> I have a lot of these stories because during that time in my life, like I felt like I just needed one thing to be like, I'm done. Wow. You know, like yeah. I was just kind of on that edge of like, I'm done with all of this. Like it all feels fake. It all feels, you know, whatever. And so this felt like one of those real swift things that yeah. God was like, nope, we're going to we're going to stop that thought right here. And so I had been subscribed to the CS Lewis mm-hmm. thing for like years, like every morning at 6:30 a.m. I would get an excerpt from a CS oh. Lewis thing, okay? I'm sorry never, I remember your story now. Ne- yeah. Never looked at them. Now like never <laughs> yes. read them, especially at this time in my life. It was just like rah, rah, rah. Mm-hmm. I had had that thought the day before. I was like, why even pray? Like, what is this? The next morning, I wake up. It's a C.S. Lewis devotion, 6.30 in the morning. I re- I start reading it. For why? I don't know. I haven't read them For in why? years. <laughs> why? The Holy Spirit drew you. Yeah. Drew me. Yeah. So I'm reading this. It's this thing that's like, so why would we pray if God's just going to do what he wants to do? Anyway? I'm like, you're a freaking kidding me. <laughs> you're joking. <laughs> Are you kidding me? And I'm like, I'm definitely yeah. going to keep reading because I want to understand this answer. And he, it's just this simple thing. And this is his, you know, speculation. And it is, who is to say that God didn't do it because that day you prayed yeah. for it? Yeah. Like, yeah, he knew it was going to happen, but because you arrived at the moment mm-hmm. where yep. you yeah. prayed for it and then he that heard always, your prayer. That Faithful. always messes with people's theology. It was. Like, that concept. Yes. Because you even look at Old Testament stuff with uh, Abraham, yeah. Moses, like, please don't like destroy yes, the Jewish yes. people when you were so upset with them. Yes. You know, like, but there is a level of intimacy that you have with the Lord and you close, you get close with the Lord and your prayer moves his heart. I, Listen, I was literally about to say, you can move the heart of God. You literally can't. There, there one of the verses, about. I don't know if it's, if That's when everything's, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's when everything is happening with Jonah. I can't remember where this was, but it actually, the the word that it uses is that God repents. That means he turned from what he was going to do and it was because of the prayer of someone. And so yeah. th- we really, that is the relationship with mm. God that we can petition and ask and he actually will move for us. And yes, wow. he had the foreknowledge that he would do that, but we've actually arrived at the moment where we prayed for it. Yep. And because of that, he- yeah. He moved. This is yeah. crazy. Uh, we've brought this up a couple of times, but the depth of this uh, passage in Revelation 8, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if we'll ever understand this. This is that scene where it says the prayers of the saints rose before God. Mm-hmm. So he puts them in this yes, bowl. Yes, yes, yes. Like, it's the prayers of the saints. And then it says that it rose before God. And it says in verse five, then the angel took the censer and filled it with fire and threw it on the earth. Like, wow. It's the prayers that the angel throws upon the earth to start the trumpets of judgment. Bro. That's crazy. That is crazy, it's our, Ryan. It's the that heart that's going to be fire. No pun intended. <laughs> I know. I mean, think about, think about that though. Like we, our pr- that's when we said our prayers don't just float in the air. They have a, they have oh, a place where they go. Gosh, I wish I had oh this, memori- this scripture memorized, but there, uh, I can't remember. But it's okay, I have a, internet. Say oh, what it is oh, and yeah, I'll Google no, it. But basically like <laughs> your prayers don't fall short. Like they stay in heaven forever. Um, I forget how, how I specifically quoted, but 
That's what I'm saying. Like your prayers will like the Lord takes it all and they don't die. Mm. You know, it's not like it goes up and then back down. Like, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Like the well, Lord says, I remember everything. Yeah. You know, you know, in space, in space, like if you yell in space, the noise will go forever and ever. There's nowhere that it doesn't stop. What if it, what yeah. if it hits another fiery sun? I'm <laughs> I mean, that's for the Lord to decide. But anyway, yeah. as a remind me of that, that's, that's our prayers. Like yeah. they, wow. they're there. They're that's constant. Per- that's powerful. That's that why heaven's going to be noisy, y'all. Yeah, it is. Sorry for rowdy. those who like it low volume. <laughs> Um, anyway, so how do we get on the prayer thing? Because well, that, that I don't was know how cool. we got on the prayer thing, but you know, here to wrap sure, that story up, it sure up, is rowdy up here. Why you gotta be that voice? That, <laughs> that was funny. But to wrap up that little story about prayer, the thing is, I've tried to go back and find that. Pa- I cannot find it anywhere. That what thing from the C.S. Lewis thing. Oh. I cannot find oh. the day. I cannot find it. But it changed my life. Oh, like yeah. it, it really put everything mm. in perspective for me. Anyway, wow. Um, I, I do want to read this last thing before we move on from the perspective on being pre uh, like predestined, all that kind of stuff. Uh, well, and I want us to go back because it does ask. Mm-hmm. So is it is it predestined that some will endure the, all the trials that are described in Revelation, like oh, the tribulation? Oh, you want to answer that, that now too, or do you want to save that one? Because no, this is a diff, that's a different it. kind of topic. I'll okay. say this. I'll say this. Um, I God knows all things. Yes, but I also know that in First Timothy, just read these verses. Yeah. that says God desires all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of truth. Yeah, all right. Second yes. Peter. I'm just read three of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Lord is not slow to fulfill His purposes, as some counsel on this, but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but all should wow. reach repentance. That's and then good. the last one, Titus two eleven, for the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people. Yeah, that's Amazing. why that's my view on this. Yeah, absolutely. I will say yes too, though. Like the whole predestined thing for like when we get to end times, like absolutely you have to believe in that too. Like the Lord knows mm-hmm. who he's created for such a time as mm-hmm. that. Ooh, mm-hmm. that's good. And so he's that's like, good. this is the people that I want in the end times. Yeah. Regardless if you believe in pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib, right. preach the gospel during the tribulation, yeah. like whatever. He's the one that has orchestrated every human legacy. Because mm. the reality is it could be us or it could be our children's yeah. children. Yeah. And they have our blood and our legacy, our spiritual DNA uh-huh. in them, you know, and this is the stuff that it's so much bigger than just yourself. Yeah. And this Bro, is where, of course, foot. There, there, that's where that's you go. Good. Of course, Lord that's predestined, waiting. like he wanted the lineage of the last name of Quintana to be part of that kingdom, mm-hmm. like part of that time. Mm-hmm. That, that's a good description of predestination. Yeah, We always go straight to heaven or hell. No, it, he has predestined people to be in time the when they yeah. are. <laughs> For his purposes. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, that's what where I, think I about do believe in predestination. Yes. Where it's just like you look at certain ministries and organizations and people like the Lord predestined Billy Graham to be Billy Graham. Yes, exactly. You know what I mean? And to have such a huge evangelistical ministry. Mm-hmm. At the same time, he predestined Ryan Brandon to be the pastor at New River Church in the year 20, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is stuff that, of course, you know, um, that's good. However, there's also the other mystery where like, hey, Ryan, it's up to you though. Listen, let me read this. This is exactly it. Let How me read long? this. No, <laughs> yeah. hey, that, in one sense. <laughs> but here it is. The Bible never describes God rejecting anyone who believes in him or turning away anyone who is seeking him. The truths of God's sovereign predestination and also man's responsibility are not mutually exclusive. Somehow mm-hmm. in the mystery of God, predestination works hand in hand with a person being drawn by God 
believing unto salvation. Uh, God predestines who will be saved, um, and we must choose Christ in order to be saved. So they're yes. both. Wow. It's yes and. Because it's His will and yes. purpose that everyone. Yes. But yes, it's hand in hand. Like, right, I could walk away right now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Did God predestine me to walk away? That's my choice. That but I he knew it. it. But he knew it's it, right? Already, That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. He knows it. Yeah. So he's already prepared, <laughs> yes. prepared for that he, if yeah. that's the case. He, but that's the beauty, Are you though, making an announcement? Of, no, 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 I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah. like, he didn't, I don't yeah. think he, pre, he would have predestined me to get up and walk away. But right. if I would choose that, he knows it and prepared it. Yep. But that's still on me. Yeah. That's still on you. Yep. And, and that's, that honestly, genuinely is the beauty of the gospel is that you have you have two decisions every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the same thing about marriage. And that's that's honestly the biggest uh, picture of our relationship with the Lord. A husband and a wife, that you choose every day. I choose mm-hmm. every day to be Liz's husband mm-hmm. and to be faithful and honoring to her. Yeah. You know, but I could make a decision. We're human. Right. I could say, hey, that today I'm, I'm out of here. Yeah. You know, like it's it yeah. really is that, I hate to say simple, but like it's yeah. a choice. It is, and that's what, and God's sovereignty. I no. don't think He would have made you do that mm-hmm. because He wants a loving relationship with you, and He allows you to make those choices. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is. I'll wrap. I'm this glad question that up. we settled on that. Yeah, because predestination is it's a it's a tricky thing because we tricky. automatically go to final destination. Yeah, yeah. But there's way more to it. Yeah. Well, Romans eleven thirty three proclaims, "Oh, the depth of the riches of His wisdom and knowledge, how unsearchable His judgments and His path beyond tracing out." So. We have to come to that conclusion. Yeah. Like we know enough to not know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We know enough to know we don't know enough. <laughs> Either way, the cross covers your sins. And if you That's repent, um, he will not turn away. That's it. Um, okay. So hopefully that helps. Um let me jump the into the, the end times one, the end times predestination question. Okay. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So do, do you want to read it? Are those um here it is. Are there are are some predestined to endure the trials? Uh, that we read in Revelation. And an uh, easy answer for me on that is yes and no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, because I think Alex covered it too. That was it. But mm-hmm. specifically, such a time this, yeah. yeah, there's such a time of this for whoever's there should be. But specifically, I know that God predestined 144,000 yeah. people, Revelation 7. Yeah. Yes. And here's, we touched on this in the beginning too. If you are to go through that time, like these 144,000, it is, you are supposed to be there, but God specifically seals them for protection. Yeah. So, like you said, yeah, you might be a part of these things, but mm-hmm. but God is still in control and still has your best interest in hand. Yeah, so, that's well, good. Yes and no, yeah, I mean. Very good. Um, okay, let's do, this was a great one because you talked about uh, judgment and judgment for Christians. This was kind mm-hmm. of where we went. Oh, okay. So the, this is where people get, I think, scared. Yeah. And the common, I think, thought or conception is that we're going to sit down in a chair and have a movie screen before Ooh. us and watch mm-hmm. everything bad that we've ever done. Um, so the question is, what will it be like for Christians to give an account before God? Yeah, I'm pulling up the verse, Romans 14, 12. This is Paul. This is what's crazy is Paul talks about it. Isn't no, none of that is in Revelation. Yeah. But you touched on it in Revelation, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, not? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that's during the great white throne judgment. Yes. Now, yes. Let, let me separate those two. The great white throne judgment is for non-believers, those yeah. who reject Christ. Yeah. The, Christians, uh, believers in Christ will not be a part of the great white throne judgment. The purpose of that, now that's going to be more of like a, a strict, hey, here's what you did and here's why you're, you're going to be sent away from- I have a genuine question. Heaven. So the- I feel dumb. That Don't. that judgment. Uh-huh. Do we go at all? Is that is that no. that's not a place at all where no. that's where it's like no, you're sealed by the holy like by yes. the Holy Spirit. The great white throne judgment. The purpose that is just is, for it's judgment. Yeah, Christians don't receive judgment of any kind. 
Jesus received uh-huh. it for us. We're, we're um, yeah, what's is, the word? This we're, is a good word. Out, we don't have atonement. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah, atonement. What atonement. I'm saying, like, we're, yeah. we don't, there's no judgment yeah. for those who are in Christ. There's no condemnation. No condemnation, no uh-huh. judgment. So the great white throne judgment is only for those who are not That's in good. Christ. Yeah. Um, and that comes after, oh, now, see, now I'm getting confused. Let me, let me pull up my, I just want to make sure I'm saying the right thing mm-hmm. to get our timeline right. This is one of my favorite um, questions, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That comes after the thousand year reign. So this is what, when we talk about the first resurrection, second death or whatever. So you got you to remember this. Christ comes back, battle of Armageddon, mm-hmm. destroys all those who are fighting against him, locks Satan up in uh, the false problem. Yeah, mm-hmm. thousand years. So there's already a lot of dead non-believers because of the final battle of Armageddon. Mm-hmm. Um those who have the mark of the beast, they will all be sent temporarily, mm-hmm. I'm putting in quotes, to the lake of fire because then you have the thousand year reign, then Satan's released, defeated, then you have the great white throne judgment. That is the second death. So they already died once. Yeah. He, I wouldn't say brings them back to life because yeah. they're never dead. Their souls are still there. He brings them back before him, great white throne judgment. That's when he will sit, bef- them, those are not believers, mm-hmm. will sit and they wouldn't give an account. He's going to tell them, here's where you fell short. Now your final destination is a lake of fire. That's only for non-believers. Okay. That's the great white throne judgment. Okay. Now, I don't know where in the timeline, because the Bible really doesn't say mm-hmm. for believers. I think it's going to be as soon as you see Christ, um, the rapture. Yeah. I think before you're given your uh, f- clothes, if you mm-hmm. was before the marriage supper over the lamb, I think that we will give an account. Now, here's the difference. You give an account so that God can reward you. Mm-hmm. This is not judgment. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't even know. This is my opinion. Yeah. I don't know if we are going to say the things where we fell short. Mm-hmm. I mean, can can you, can I say something? Sorry, absolutely. I don't want to interrupt your brain, but I just had a picture. <laughs> my brain, bro, never stops. Like my, in, in my mind, I'm thinking, if God the Father is so proud of his son, mm-hmm. Jesus, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. wouldn't he rejoice in such a beautiful way when he finds another son or daughter rejoicing in what he Mm -hmm. rejoices in. Mm -hmm. So in that day, it's like, yes, you're covered by the blood. Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. believe in my son, Jesus. He is the radiance. And because of that, there is a character of the father Mm -hmm. that we're going to just be in awe of. Yes, It's not going to be this, I feel the guilt and shame. And the Lord's like, no, I'm so happy. Yep. I'm so happy. I'm kissing you. I'm robing yes. you. Here's okay. your crown. I'm glad you said this. That's the difference in the great white throne judgment, yeah. which you don't have that. That's judgment and wrath. What Christians have is this. And I love how you said that too. If Even if we say things that where we fell short, it's not going to be out of condemnation. And what we're going to see Christ crucified and the, um, the overwhelming revelation yeah. of how much his death meant will come to us in that moment. So John Piper puts it this way. He says, um, basically in the account that he will find your name uh, in the book mm-hmm. of life, that next to it will be a matchstick made of the cross of Jesus and anything that he that has been stacked up against you he lights it on Burns. fire with Pure the cross. Fence. Yeah, But you know, like yeah. that, it's just a, a beautiful picture yeah. that what the cross has done burns up everything Let me, um, um, that we would yeah. have fallen short on yeah. because it's covered by Not that. only that, so Paul even says it. I need some appreciation for that. The matchstick oh, no, made no, no. with the wood of the cross. Are you kidding <laughs> well, me? Well, hold on. I was getting there. I was getting there. I was going to emphasize <laughs> No your point. reaction? 
<laughs> no, I'm trying again. to. My reaction, no, my reaction is in my heart. My reaction is in my heart right now. Right, right. Because this is this is something that um, one of these pastors I was listening to brought with with Paul. Mm-hmm. Because when you give an account, it's not necessarily you've done wrong. It's even the good things you've done, yes. but with the wrong heart. Yeah. Oh, so wow. those things will stay. But Christ in his holy fire purifies all of our wrong intentions for mm-hmm. the things that we have done and only leaves the things that were done for him mm-hmm. out of the heart of a servant. John Piper calls that the evidences of grace, the evidences of new birth and the evidences of faith. Like that it's kind of compiled mm-hmm. like that. Yes. And, and, and like that. out yeah. of that, yes. that's likely where the rewards come from. Here's wow. your evidences. Right. These are the things that you've, that prove you knew him and loved him. Yes. And that's what I was going to say. So when we give an account, whatever that looks like, again, it's not for judgment, mm-hmm. then you get rewarded. Yeah. Um, and that's a thing that we, it's hard to grasp too. It's like, wait, God gives us rewards. Yes. For mm-hmm. all of eternity, you wear these crowns. Yeah. Wow. But again, these crowns that we have, we don't look at them as an earthly crown. Like to us, we see the glory of God in it. And mm-hmm. we, as it says, we throw it at his feet yep. because we're not worthy. All things are done for him anyway. Yeah. So the rewards you get are those that you do in a pure oh, heart my for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And that's why you're rewarded. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? Oh, and then he says, he said, I think, I think that uh, when he's talking about um, the evidences or whatever. I see the evidence. Yes. Um, so that one, this is kind of how he describes it. The other is that I think there will be varying rewards on the basis of the measure of that fruit. So that one will yes. get five cities, one will get 10 cities, and I'll get a little Georgia village is what he says. It's kind of cute. That is cute. Tally, what's that um, That mm. spontaneous moment with that one girl that with the crowns like falling? I, I hear the crowns like just hitting the floor. No, it, it's the one where she's on her knees and she says, it, my, head's, my head's too heavy to hold the crowns. Yeah. Remember, so she's bowing. Jazz, with Jasmine? Yeah. Where she said, um, well, she says it's hard to, it's hard to wear a crown when you're like oh, bent down, bowing. falling down, bowing yeah. down. That's it. Yeah. And I could, and then oh. I could just, I could just imagine all humanity mm-hmm. in heaven, like in all creation. Mm-hmm the sound of what that will make. Oh my gosh. That's like that to me. Like this, I just love sound, but like that mm-hmm. would just be so powerful. That's beautiful. Unless he just makes it so perfect that the crowns yeah. don't fall off your head and <laughs> just stay on your head even when you bow down. Well, no, the uh, elders throw them down at they his feet. Them. Well, they're throwing it, yeah. but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. does it stay on your head? <laughs> Is there gravity? Yeah. No, so if you want to know, we could, I can type this up too if you want me to, Dallin, put yeah. it in the show notes. Like, because in the churches, it tells us the specific rewards that we get. Yeah. Um, now it's based off of works. Yeah. And that's an important thing to say too, which I was actually going to get into that. And I didn't have time this Sunday because now salvation, we know that salvation only comes through faith in Christ, yeah. but true salvation means that you do works mm-hmm. for the Lord. Therefore, when it says that your works, you're rewarded off your works. Um, it's, what was I going with this? It's all for the Lord. So anyway, yeah. I'll put the specific rewards of where they're at. Well, It'd be I, I really like, messed up if you go on stage Sunday and you're like, gotcha. And then you start talking about Revelation again. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I, haven't, I wasn't done. Yeah. Um, it, that kind of brings life uh, I want, I want to, to that I'm Psalm 8410. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. As far as rewards mm. go, we think mm-hmm. we think of it in earthly way. Regardless of your bigness of rewards in heaven, it's going to be the greatest thing you've ever experienced. It's like, so to be a doorkeeper, Mm -hmm. you know, in the house of the Lord. I want to clarify because I don't want anybody to get confused. And some people sometimes do because James and Paul seems like they say the opposite on this, Mm -hmm. but it's all, it's the same thing said a different way where salvation is through faith, not through works. James says in 
two, faith apart from works is useless. So a living faith will have works. And he says, was not Abraham our father justified by his works? So he had the faith, but he was justified by his works when he offered his son Isaac on the altar. Faith, his faith was active with his works and his faith was completed by his works. I think, just want to clarify those I think that's good. And I think that gives the biblical support for what I was talking about with John Piper, that he will look at the evidences of our faith. Yes. That yes, you're sealed by the Holy Spirit. And here's, here's what you did that showed, I think you mentioned this earlier in the show, like you wouldn't have done that without the Holy Spirit. Like that is an evidence, only a uh, mm-hmm. A saved person, an indwelt person, right? Yes, could have done this work. You wouldn't yes. have done that in your flesh. You know, yes, it is by your faith that you do works. Yeah, and it's your, it's the you get rewarded based off of the things that you do in your faith. Yep, evidence. So powerful. That's good. One more time, just to clarify. I know there's a lot of words. Great white throne judgment is for non-believers. Mm-hmm. Um, give an account, which is actually called the judgment seat of Christ. Mm-hmm. It's two different things, but mm-hmm. we're not um, condemned or judged. Mm-hmm. We're rewarded. That's good. And purified. That's mm-hmm. another part of that purifying. Yeah. So. Wow. That's good. I hope that makes people feel better. Like 100%. when somebody tries to tell you you're going to sit and, and watch every bad thing you've ever done, if you're in Christ, if you're going to watch everything, <laughs> Christ, if you've that's, done what really condemnation bad things, would that be? You're like, oh God. No, no. Yeah. no uh, if that, no, he views them through the lens of the cross. Yeah. And the judgment for believers was poured out on Jesus. Well, for all people, it's poured out yeah. on Jesus, but believers believe in that. Right. I love how Alex said it. It's not going to be a scary time. It's going to be a celebration. Yeah, that's good. Christ is even more glorified. That's really good. Because you're going to see the crucified Christ. Yes. Uh, we did get this one question. Given the, the intense nature of this book, how do you approach speaking to youth about Revelation? Um, I, I'm a fan of, I think um, <clears throat> young minds are smarter than we give them credit. Mm-hmm. I don't think you water down the truth in any way. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you go in there and talk about how bloody and mm-hmm. God's judge, 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 but <clears throat> you also share the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, as we've been trying to say this whole time, it is the revelation of Jesus. So your main focus in teaching revelation is not the wrath yeah. of judge of God. It is Jesus. Yeah. And all throughout revelation, there's redemption. Yeah. But you teach it in a way to say, I, 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 this is what I kept going to in my mind is like, there's a reason why God gave us this details in revelation. Mm-hmm. He wants us to know the plan. He wants you to be ready. He doesn't want you to end up um, like some of them fall away in the end times. Yeah. This is why you have it. So yeah. teach it with grace. I do have a question. And truth. <clears throat> Are you going to go away from that question? No, I'm going to kind of stay on it, but okay. it's a question because I either feel like a, I was, I was coming up in like a youth group mm-hmm. right after the time of like left behind and things yeah. like that. Or maybe I just wasn't a part of a church that participated in that. Cause I hear the stories and it's like yeah. houses and they like, do the whole thing and <laughs> you're walking through and they're just closed and everybody's gone. Yeah. And so was that, is that a, is that a all a revelation thing? Is that what they were doing? Was that a, what? the whole, like the concept of the left behind, left behind? like, that's the rapture stuff. So is that is that the left what, behind books and movies? Was that the point of that? Was that to instill? Was that to show what was going to happen, or was it like to it, instill fear it, so that then you would believe in I don't Jesus? Think like they, again, uh, despite whatever your opinions are on the books and the movies, I like, think I'm kind of asking that. Yeah, what, like, are you? What are y'all's thoughts? I don't on think it how was their was? motive to instill fear. Yeah, but I think it is their motive to just give their interpretation of what they feel like. Yeah, you know, in a cinematic way or a, yeah book, story, fictional way. Uh-huh. That's what I was going to say. I think it's a fiction series yeah. based off of facts. Uh-huh. Yeah. So not everything is exactly how the Bible says it. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's kind of like the movie Noah with um, yeah. um, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Yeah. Like that, not everything is 100% biblical because it's a Hollywood movie, but yeah. it gives enough to of the story. Yeah. Yeah. My, I'll be honest though too. I don't remember 
much of the did you ever go did you ever have to go through that i remember them i remember i watched but what's funny is like but like people would make like haunted houses yeah but that's that's what's funny you know going back to me growing up pentecostal did you guys a lot of pentecostals believe in pre-trib so like left behind was like a celebration yeah it's like an affirmation of like Oh, it's pre-trip. Like, yeah. you know, we getting out of here. However, Oh, like, I see, I see. Yeah, and it's just a cinematic, like, fictional, like, this is how they think it yeah. would have gone or whatever, you know? And it's just Christian entertainment. And I think Christian entertainment is best. Yeah. I don't think they're wrong. But no, I, I, don't read I have them no as opinion. I just wonder. No, it's funny. I, I met somebody it. recently that they're like, oh, those are trash, like, so unbiblical. And I'm like… Yeah, it, um, it's well, fiction based it's, off of it's a fictional. A story. I hear a lot, and listen, it's not like credible sources or anything. It's actually like probably a lot of people that are quote unquote deconstructing at this point, but that it was like a traumatic like thing for like oh, that it, that yeah. it was so fear based to me, yeah. but it wasn't rude. This I'm only bringing yeah. this up because I think it goes to your point that to not necessarily take the fear based approach, like if you don't do that, like yeah. Well, no, perfect no. love casts yeah. out fear. And so to get somebody closer to Jesus is the goal. Yes, read the entire Bible. Where yeah. in the Bible is it supposed to instill fear? So why is this one book we yeah. go from the rest of the theme of the yeah. Bible and say, now you should be scared? That's good, it's, Ryan. No, it's still about the love of Christ. Can yes. I just say this? That's good. This is what I would say one of my pet peeves. I just want to make this clear. Revelation has no S on the end of it. Did I say revelation? No, no, no. Okay. But just, just for general okay, knowledge for people. Mm-hmm. I was going to say that earlier. Revelation. It's not revelations. Right. It's one revelation. It's a mm-hmm. revelation of Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. The, to just answer you know. your question on the approach with young yes. generations, young people, I, I, I believe that I want to, when you talk about discipling children and instructing them, you want to stretch their minds. Mm-hmm. You don't want to just paint one picture. Mm-hmm. And you especially don't want to paint one picture out of the fear of them, like you thinking, oh, they're going to think one way because you painted the whole picture of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. my whole my mm-hmm. whole thing with the book Revelation is, it's funny. I think I think it is actually a I don't want to say mistake that the the Big C Church has done to people, but why is it we teach a particular passage or we teach? teach on the book of Revelation and we talk about dragons and, you know, all these like pictures and these like Mm -hmm. creatures. And then for some reason, we almost feel like it's fake. We feel like that's not real or, you know, and it's, I think it's because our minds haven't been um, stretched enough, even Mm -hmm. from an earlier age to believe that the God of the universe not only made humans, but he created a creation full of mystery, like Mm -hmm. mysterious creatures you know, so yeah, like yeah. the way angels are described in the Bible, why is it that in every passage that there's a Bible, the, the angels like don't uh, do not be afraid? Mm-hmm. If there is a passage, if there is a quote that says "do not be afraid," is because the angel knows very, very evidently that I'm different, <laughs> built different. I'm know. built yeah. different, yeah. Yeah. and you, you have, have good reasons yeah. to be afraid, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah. but fear not. Yeah, that's the that's the picture that if you can instill this in a child to believe and be creative and remain childlike even as an adult, which this is God's command is to be childlike, Mm -hmm. not childish, but to remain childlike in your faith. It's when you see the things that perhaps are not normal, but you go, you know what? This is God. Mm. Yeah. This is God's creation. Yeah. 
You that's know? what that's I love that. It's it's a beautiful story. Yeah. It just has some things in there that in our minds are negative, which they are. Death is yeah. negative, obviously, but it's still a beautiful story of redemption. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole point of all this. Re- restoration. God is restoring the earth. Mm-hmm. There's reason there's judgment of, of God and he's purifying, like we said earlier, a sinful earth. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way that's sin. Yeah. The consequence is death. Yeah, and I hope people like if you're parenting your, your young child, like don't don't fall into the temptation that you think revelation can cause confusion to a child, mm-hmm. or that it can cause like fear. I love how you're saying that, Sally. Like re- teach revelation, and then at the end of your lesson or whatever it may be, remind them of the character of God. Yeah, that's good. You know, like start with the character of God teach the lesson and remind them who's Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, because this, this, uh, this perspective on how you see Jesus as King is truly utmost important when you teach about, I mean, really, you know, revelation does get wild in some ways, like from our perspectives, like it just yeah. seems crazy. Like, why is it, why are you so fearful of end times? Why are you, you know, like, it, yeah. you know, in one person, cause, cause we die, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like I get that, you know? Um, however, like for your child, don't you want to raise up a bold, mm-hmm. strong faith based child? Mm-hmm. You know, like that's to me where it's just like, don't leave anything out, you know, not even the maps, like yeah. everything. I think, you know, it depends on the age as well, mm-hmm. where you, yeah. you, as a parent through wisdom. Yes. Yeah. You, you should know how to say certain things, you know, and, but again, you can still teach them. Yeah. And it's the word of God. And I love how you said that too. The wonder of a child, the Holy Spirit knows everything about that mm-hmm. child's mind and he will weed out what he doesn't and, and let him focus on some key points. Mm-hmm. And you never know, you know, you talking about angel, you never know where that's going to take that, that child's mm-hmm. mind and imagination. Mm-hmm. So, I, would say don't be I mean, I don't want to put your daughter on blast, but like you, yeah. you've shared yeah. stories where like you're holding her and she says like, Hey mama, mm-hmm. or like I'm Nora. Yeah. This, this is, is mommy. This is mommy. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the world is so easy to be like, oh, you need to put that child or that adult in, you know, She's a, a crazy place. <laughs> yeah. But like, we hear of stories in the in the Bible where the Lord allows people to see mm-hmm. things. Why why would you disclose a child or an adult seeing an angel? Yeah. Or even the other side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we think people are crazy. Oh, I saw a demon. Oh, you're crazy. But you allow Hollywood films to enter your brain every mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. you know, and, and because you're desensitized. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It's just. I think too. Um, we gotta get out of our minds that Revelation is a standalone book of the Bible. Yes. I mean, the Revelation is through the entire Bible. Yeah. So to, I would say, in your studying, as you prepare to teach somebody, mm-hmm. bring in the Old Testament of this. Mm-hmm. Um, Psalm David says a lot about it. Ezekiel, Isaiah, mm-hmm. Daniel. I mean, there's so Jesus Himself, Matthew mm-hmm. 24. I mean, there's a lot. So it's not a standalone book. It's weaved all the way through because that is our hope um, mm-hmm. when it's Christ powerful. returns. Yeah, that's super good. Don't be afraid. So we have another section called Timeline Questions. Wonderful. Um, So this is Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of separate questions. Um, I'm wondering for time, do we split this into two episodes? Um, I don't know. Well, let's just keep going. Let's roll. Uh, So (laughs) we have, okay, the first question in this section. How do you want me to do this? What? These, These The timeline? Yeah. So we have a question about the timeline, which um, we have a timeline that we can briefly talk through, mm-hmm. but it is helpful to see it. So I will link 
um, the timeline in the show notes. Love Does it. that help? It helps me. Um, so yeah. Ryan will talk through it really quick, but just so that you can have it for your own reference. Um, and if you're ever in a conversation, uh, we'll put it in the show notes. So, okay. um, so the question is, can you create an outline of the timeline of Revelation? Like what chapters correlate with what period of events? Because as you said a lot throughout the study, there's like the section of what's happening mm-hmm. chronologically, but then there's the parenthetical section. So just understanding okay, this parenthetical section goes with which chapters, that kind of thing. So I think that's what the question is asking. Let me say, um, I want to give credit to where credit's due. Throughout this study, there's been three main pastors that that I've listened to. Mm -hmm. As we said, this is a book of mystery. God's not, hear what Mm -hmm. I'm saying in this. It's a book of mystery because we have all the answers we need, but it makes your mind wander. Not a lot of things are, here's exactly how it is. So. I've tried, I'm not going to give names because here's what happens. When you set a certain name, people will stop listening to what yeah. you have to say because they're focused on a name that someone else says is bad. So yeah. I'm not giving those names, but I, I will good. say one of them gives a, this outline that I want to kind of share. Yeah. Um, so Revelation 1 is different than the rest of the Bible. So here, yeah. let me just read these if that's okay. So Revelation 1, the chapter 1. This is John's calling to prophecy about the end times. John gives specific truths about Jesus's majesty, truths that... Um, form the way these prophecies about the end times uh, are and how they're meant to equip us. Mm -hmm. Revelation 1, if you read that, it gives all the titles of Jesus that the rest of Revelation refers to. Mm -hmm. It's almost like it goes back Mm -hmm. to Revelation Mm -hmm. 1 in a lot of chapters. So just so you know that. Then 2 and Revelation 2 and 3, that's the seven letters to the churches. Now that is in John's day. He's literally writing to seven churches that are there when John is on this island. We still learn from them like we do the rest of the Bible, but they're to those specific churches. Revelation 4 is the throne of God. Revelation 5 is where Jesus goes and takes the scroll out of God's hand. The scroll opens up the six seals. The seals, the way one of these pastors described it, is the title deed to the earth. And I'll try to cover this in Revelation but just real quick, when man sinned in the garden, they, he had dominion over the earth. In his sin, he gave dominion to uh, to Satan. That's why he's lowercase God of this age. Mm-hmm. Uh, he He's in control. Mm-hmm. So the scroll is the title deed, if you will, to take back control of the earth. Kind of like you said, um, it's Satan's, but Jesus is coming to take it all back. Mm-hmm. That's the scroll that is open um, and it has six seals. Then Revelation 6 through 22 that is uh, the battle plan, if you will. That's where all of God's wrath and judgment start to come upon the earth. More specifically, this is why I say revelation is different. We always think he's attacking non-believers. The judgment is to really destroy, remember at this point, the Antichrist is in control, his resources and limit his rule and reign on the earth. Mm-hmm. So as you can imagine, earthquakes and um it says stars falling while meteors falling and all these things occurring. It's destroying buildings and resources and ships, as it says. It's drying up the ocean. Mm-hmm. It's it's really attacking not non-believers, but the Antichrist rule mm-hmm. and reign and um, kingdom, if you will. Wow. Now, yeah. in the midst of that, there are people dying. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's the main purpose of that. That's the that's why it's mm-hmm. the battle plan. It's Jesus starting to take back control mm-hmm. of the earth, and he has to destroy who's in charge at this mm-hmm. point is the Antichrist. Now, the chronological sections you're talking about, that goes all the way from Revelation 6 through um, 22, really. Mm-hmm. So here's how this pastor says a chronological section is. It tells us what happens to the Antichrist followers in the 21 judgment events. That's the seals, the trumpets, and the bowls. And each one intensifies 
as they unfold. So the seals are something, then it's even worse with the trumpets, then it's even worse with the bowls. Mm -hmm. That's the chronological sections. In the midst of these events, there's a thing called an angelic explanation or a parenthetical section. Mm -hmm. And uh, here's how it says this. This puts the storyline or the chronological sections on pause And these angelic explanations answer questions arising from the chronological sections. Why is God's wrath so severe? What will happen to us? In these sections, angels explain to John what will happen to God's people, including what will happen to what will happen, including what Jesus will do to help the saints and and what will happen to the Antichrist when they persecute him. Mm. Did I just butcher that? No. No. Okay, good. I'm stumbling over my words. It's okay. That was great. So brief timeline, I'm done. Chronological section number one is Revelation 6. That's Mm -hmm. the sealed judgments. Okay. All right. Chapter seven is an explanation about those judgments. So as those are going on, you'll also see that in chapter seven, there are saints before the throne who have died from persecution Mm -hmm. because of what's happening on the earth. Mm -hmm. And so it's like these judgments are happening because people have already died in Mm -hmm. Christ and and the angels trying to explain to believers, God still got your back. It seems crazy out there, but God still got your back. Yeah. Chronological section number two is the trumpet judgments, and that's Revelation 8 and 9. Mm-hmm. Um, angelic explanation number two is Revelation 10 and 11. And it just says that that's where saints receive direction. Um, that's when John sees this angel that eat the whole scroll, mm-hmm. and then it sets up even more prophecy for the rest of Revelation. That's 10 and 11. That's the second angelic explanation. Um, y'all following so far? Yep. Um, chronological section number three. Um, is Revelation 11, uh, specifically verses 15 through 19, and that's to prepare uh, the second coming of the Lord. This Mm -hmm. is the seventh trumpet. That's the section it comes in. All right, I'm moving on. Revelation 12 and 14 is the third angelic explanation. Um, It just explains what's happening in the previous chapters. This is also where we get the most information about the Antichrist Mm -hmm. and the false prophet. That's when... It tells us that he'll reign after three and a half years, put his abomination to desolation. Um, he'll die. False prophet will raise him back up. And that's why people think he's the Lord because he's dead and now he's alive and they start worshiping him. Cool. This is also where the mark of the beast comes. So in Revelation 12 through 14, an angel is explaining, here's what's happening, like behind the scenes, if you will. Mm-hmm. The fourth chronological section is the bold judgments. That's Revelation 15, 16. Um, then you have the the fourth explanation, which is the Babylon, talking about the world religions at this mm-hmm. time, the world economy at this time. Um, the last section is Jesus's triumphal entry into Jerusalem at the Battle of Armageddon, Revelation 19 and 20. And then the last explanation is what we just read, the restoration of all things, verses 21 through 22. That's I mean, chapters good. 21 That makes so much sense. Really yeah, does. we're going to put this in there. So It'll be in the show notes That's so you'll good. be able to see it, but that makes so much sense. And when yeah. you see it written out, you're like, yeah. okay, I get this. And yeah. I love how that he did this because he's trying to get you to understand there's two things going on here. Yeah. The chronological sections is the main story of Revelation. Those are these events that are happening mm-hmm. on earth. The angelic explanations is just things kind of behind the scenes that set up the next wave of judgment, which yeah. is a chronological section. Yeah. Right. Good. Okay. Thank you for explaining that. I think that will be more than satisfactory for that, that question. Um, so yeah, show notes, check that out. Um, where does Satan being freed and deceiving the nations fall in the timeline? So he is, this is at the battle of Armageddon. Mm -hmm. I'm going to pull up just so we have actual scripture to, um, talk about Mm -hmm. revelation 19. This is the battle of Armageddon during this. Um, the, now there's three people here, three, 
evil ones. I'm going to say it for help yeah. us. False prophet, beast, who's the Antichrist, and Satan. Mm-hmm. During the Battle of Armageddon, the beast and the false prophet are locked in a lake of fire. They will never, ever, ever get out. Mm-hmm. They don't get out. They're done. Um, then we see in Revelation 20, this is an angelic explanation. So mm-hmm. we don't exactly know. I'm assuming around that same time. But before the thousand-year reign, Battle of Armageddon sets up the thousand-year reign. Mm-hmm. Before in, in the, between those two things, that's when Satan is locked away for mm-hmm. a short time. Thousand-year reign occurs. After the thousand years is when Satan's released. Okay. So this is after all of the tribulation, all of the judgments. This is after the battle of Armageddon where those who have the mark of the beast are sent to the lake of fire, the beast and the false prophet. Every one of, every one of those is sent to the lake of fire. Satan as well at some point, mm-hmm. then the thousand years, then he's released again. Okay. To help? Yeah, and then it says, so where does him being freed and deceiving the nations? So that's after, after, after the after thousand all that. year okay. reign. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and we talked briefly talked about that on a Sunday too, is during this thousand year reign, people at the Mark of the Beast, I think this is a question too, but they do they will be in the lake of fire at this point, but there will be non-believers on earth during the during the thousand year reigns who doesn't take the mark of the beast. So there will be non-believers who don't take the mark of the beast. I Absolutely. think I remember you talking about yeah, that. Because yeah, because and think put it in put it on our world today. Yeah. You have people that um that hear this crazy man talking, this antichrist talking all this stuff, forcing people to do that. Our world today, there's people who be like, I ain't doing that just because you told me to. Yeah. But they're also not followers of Christ because right. I ain't doing that either because you told me to. Right. So they don't have either. Yeah. But they're not dead through the tribulation events. Yeah. Right? So they go, some go into the thousand year reign. Yeah. Well, it's a thousand literal years. Yeah. So they will pass away from age, but at the same time, there'll also be more people born yeah. during the thousand year reign who aren't Christ followers who see Christ in leadership and might come to know him during a thousand year reign. Well, yeah. But so you have both happening here. Not people with Mark of the Beast. Yeah. And not necessarily, uh, and, and some people will sin too. I mean, we got to think about that too. There will be sin because a sinful nature will still be a part of that. Uh-huh. At the same time, believers in Christ have already been raptured. So we will have our glorified bodies in this thousand year reign. Uh-huh. So we'll have um, non-believers who don't have the Mark of the Beast, who have glorified saints who will not sin. Mm-hmm. So they're teaching these who are being born or whatever during the thousand year reign of who Christ is. Mm-hmm. They also see him physically in leadership. Mm-hmm. So some come to know him, some don't. Okay. <laughs> Am I confusing Dang. you? Dang. No, not confusing me. It's just, uh, it is wild. So at, anyway, so after that, Satan's released. And um, people always wonder why. And I do too. I mean, yeah. that's a question that I don't, that's one of those mysteries too. But a theory is because same way in the garden, you have a choice. Yeah. And so God allows Satan to try to deceive so that you have to make that choice to willingly follow him. Yeah. And what's sad in this is after the thousand year reign, Satan's released and there's another battle. I wouldn't even call it a battle, but God just destroys them all. Sends fire down as, as it tells us, sends fire down. And it says that people, um, the number of sand in the sea or on the beach will follow Satan after the thousand year reign. And then they surround this camp of Jerusalem where all the saints are trying to destroy it. God sends fire. That's the last time um, Satan is ever out. Wow. Wow. So that's where it is in the timeline. Yeah. I hope that makes sense. It does make sense. That's a lot. Gosh, it's so wild. My brain can't comprehend it. So I'm not confused. It's just, what does this look like? Practically yeah. in the world, it's so crazy. Well, and that okay again. Well, by that thousand years, we're already yeah, in a thousand yeah, years. You'll be good. Yeah. So, and that's why the rapture at this point, no matter what your belief, pre, post, uh-huh. mid, 
after the battle of Armageddon, no matter what, we will be raptured. Yeah. Matter of fact, we come as glorified saints to watch or take part in the battle of Armageddon. Yeah. So either way, at that point, um, believers in Christ will be raptured. Yeah. That is interesting. Gosh. Wow. Um, once people have the mark of the beast, can they turn back and choose Jesus? That's the next question. Yeah, we're running through these. Um, my my answer is no. I think scripture is very clear in that. Yeah. Um, we had some thoughts on that. You do too. I, I, I don't see anything in Revelation. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't want to be careful with this, but I don't think we ever see anything in scripture about the mark of the beast mm-hmm. except Revelation. And uh, everything points to once you take it, you have no option to repent. So the question is more, because this is more the question. I was pretty clear on that. Mm-hmm. No, you cannot. Will you unknowingly take the mark of the beast? I think is the question. Yeah. Like, how do you know, oh, am I doing something I shouldn't? And then I can't repent. And I, there's a website, it's actually got questions.org. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it p- makes this point to the when the mark of the beast is actually brought up to the world at this time. It's kind of hard to think about this. Mm-hmm. During the end times, all right, the mark of the beast, there's a seven-year tribulation period mm-hmm. where the Antichrist is in control. No. For the first three and a half years, he's just like a king or president. At the three and a half year mark, that's when Revelation 11, 12, 11 through 14 happened where he gets his power, if you will. Satan literally gives him power. Yeah. He dies, comes back. That's when he sets up his image in the temple. Um, it even says the false prophet makes this image move. So I don't know what that looks like, but that's when the mark of the beast then comes. So it's Mm -hmm. not till the three and a half year point in the tribulation. This article is kind of saying at that point, it'll be very, very clear because if you don't take it and you don't hide, you will be killed. Yeah. So it's not like you will unknowingly take the mark of the beast. He's not going to say, hey, come take my mark. It's the mark of the beast, but you'll know what it is. This is another reason why going back like an hour ago, where <laughs> yeah. uh, we, we have to be so secure mm. about yes, like death. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? We, we cannot be scared of this. Mm-hmm. So secure, I would say, and rooted in the Bible. Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought you were going to say was is, know the word. You know have to know. the word, yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, that's- I'm saying like not being afraid of yeah. death, like, because- it's going to be at that point, oh, oh, like yeah, even yeah. if you have like some knowledge of the word, but you're so scared of death. That's true, Is, it, is in your flesh, you're going to be like, give me the mark because yeah. I don't want to die. Yeah. yeah. Well, not only that, but how does it weed people out to get the mark of the beast? Well, they take away food, yeah. money, shelter. This is what you have to have. This is what we know this. You have to have this to buy, sell, or trade. So you can hide if you don't want it. But at some point, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna want to, and is your faith strong enough? If you're here during a tribulation to say, "I know what the Word of God says," I'm gonna stand true because He will provide. He provided for them in the desert, fresh manna. Mm-hmm. He will provide during this time. Well, wow. you gotta have the faith to to believe in Him to do that. That's good. I also think what's gonna be crazy during this time, um, if you look at the world events now, and just the depravity and the ruthlessness of what's happening over oh, yeah. in Israel and Palestine right now. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of stuff that will be normal yeah. and allowed. At this point, I think you're going to have these who do take the mark of the beast. This is just opinion, but I think they will be commissioned or sent to go find people who don't. And yeah. if they refuse, you're allowed to kill them. Yeah. There's no uh, reparations for yeah. that. That's just my opinion. It's going to be a ruthless time. Yeah. That's why we're rooted in the word of God. 
that's why so many saints during this time will be persecuted. Yeah. Because <laughs> of things like this. Well, I mean, you touched on it. This was the, this is our last question. Uh, are we in the end times? End times slash last days. This yeah. The last question. I'm just going to go with what Jesus says. And anything after his resurrection is the last days. Yeah. Yep. So that question, I know, I know what that question's asking. Yeah. But biblically, yes. No, I don't think we are from what we read in Revelation. Yeah. Um, it, it, nowadays, I mean, even with this this study, it's funny how we studied this and then we see the thing, the turmoil yeah. going on. Um, the Bible even talks about there's going to be wars and there's going to be earthquakes. There's going to be signs, but that doesn't necessarily mean the end times are starting. Mm-hmm. Know the word of God. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's an event. There's events that take place. Mm-hmm. This, what we see now could get us to there eventually. Yeah. But the first thing that's going to happen, we read in scripture, is there's going to be this one world or uh, leaders of 10 nations Mm -hmm. that will start to lead and it'll be the 10 nations of the world. Out of those 10 nations come the Antichrist. Yeah. So the end times doesn't start until there's a a leader amongst leaders who starts to rebuild the temple in in Jerusalem. That's that's one of the first signs that we'll see. Not wars. Wars and famines will occur. It's the rebuilding of the temple. When that kind of stuff starts to happen, and now I want want to preface this too. There's people way smarter than me Mm. that probably know this. I know, Mm. know this way better than I do. This is just my Holy Spirit opinion based off of what this study has given us. There might be other events that occur before that. Yeah. I just, that's just my thought on it. No, I think that's good. It's all, I think everything you're saying, it's sound. It's, and it can give us Mm -hmm. a steady place to like set our feet. Um, And I want to say this too, because so when everything started happening, just the news coming yeah. out about Israel, Palestine, all that stuff. I I was pretty heavily uh, in. I was at home sick that week, mm-hmm. and everybody was gone. All my friends were gone. We didn't <laughs> we didn't have a podcast. There's nobody to talk to. I did a lot of scrolling, and I was just probably too plugged in yeah, for me my too. own mental health on yeah. like what is going on and what does this mean for the world. And I I'll say this um, just in my like natural reading, like I'm just reading through starting through the New Testament, and uh, happened to be in Matthew 24. Uh, like mm-hmm. that Thursday morning. So I'd spent all week, you wow. know, just very plugged into what's going on in the world. And here is just kind of what struck me. This is uh, verse 12. And and you just referenced yep. Matthew yep. 24. So it is the destruction of the temple and signs of the end time. So, but it gets to verse 12 and it says, because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. And mm-hmm. that Mm. refocused everything in me. So if you are looking at world events and you get fearful, first of all, it's okay to turn off the news. It's okay to bring your world back in a little bit. Like I I keep seeing this and I appreciate it. You weren't meant to carry the burdens of all that's happening in the world. And had this happened, you know, even a hundred years ago, you probably wouldn't have Mm -hmm. even heard about it, you know, or, you know, you still would have been in your bubble somewhat, but we have access to every news story that's happening in every city and town and country. It's too much for us to bear. Bring your world back into where it is small and you're responsible for the people who are directly mm-hmm. around you. You're responsible for your family, for your friends, your community. Th- this is your world. This is your sphere. Mm-hmm. So what are you responsible for? Even if mm-hmm. we are entering into the quote unquote end times right now, well, the love cannot grow cold. 
Like this is how we stand firm till the end is to make sure that our love does not grow cold. And that is love for Christ and love for others. Yeah. And so if you're so plugged into the news that your love for other people, when you go out into your community, it's growing cold. You're short with people. You're fearful. You're scared. Mm. Yep. You're trying to just insulate and protect yourself. So you're not making eye contact. You're not communicating with people in a way that is loving and tender and kind. Your love is growing cold. This mm. is our responsibility. Yeah. I can't save Israel. Like I'm, uh, yeah. I'm me. I'm Sally Peavy right, right here. It's yeah. not mm -hmm. my job. I can't save Palestine. I can't save anyone. Mm -hmm. I, but I do have a role, mm -hmm. especially if we're looking at end time stuff. And just because of the increase of wickedness around me, we cannot let our love grow cold. Yeah. And so I think that is well, that can maybe bring in this whole revelation conversation. It's what it's return to your first love. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that that's my that's all I got. Yeah. Um, that same chapter for nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there'll be famines, earthquakes in various places. But these are the birth beginning of the birth pains. Yeah. So again, everything that occurs does get us one step closer. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think I think we have to be so careful. Every time there's some turmoil in the Middle East, does not mean revelation is is starting. Mm -hmm. Look at who you're getting your information from. Mm -hmm. um, I've seen it all on Instagram, twi TikTok, Twitter, whatever it may be, and there's a lot of false propaganda. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Be rooted in the word, like you said. Yeah. Just be rooted in Christ. And your job is to pray. Mm -hmm. That's it. Pray and love people. Mm -hmm. That's, so that's pray your job. And this one's, it's, I feel like it's also causing a division in, in the Christian yeah. world where, you know, we want to pray for Israel. We want to pray for Palestine. Mm -hmm. We feel bad for Palestinians. And you you should. Like, yeah. it's still humanity. They're human lives. Yeah. It's human lives. Um, when you're rooted in the word, the word doesn't highly encourage you to pray for the peace of Israel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is where it starts to get really weird for some folks mm -hmm. because it's like, but, but, you know, Israel does bad things too. Everybody does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But God is telling you to pray mm -hmm. for the peace of Israel. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, it's this thing that's mm -hmm. like, you know, again, you don't want to become a little God and think that you know more than God. Yeah. But pray for everyone mm -hmm. and then read the word and the, the Lord wants you to pray for Israel. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. um, it is part of the big plan. Yeah. That, talking about chosen that's they are, chosen. They're the they chosen are. people. Yes. I mean, that's, that's chosen. Through Abraham. That's that's them. And Mount yeah. Sinai, like yep. chosen. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny. Last thing is I know we're getting really late, but they're literally fighting over 14 acres of land. Yeah. It's a holy mountain. Yep. Where something's going to be built. So this is what's, it's chaos, man. It's, mm -hmm. it's pure chaos, but it's the enemy, man. Mm -hmm. So anyway. Yeah, a sign of this all too is, it, it looks like a, a battle between nations. This is a spiritual battle. And yeah. in the, the core of what's happening right now, I'm talking about in the Middle East, it's uh, Jewish faith versus um, Islam. That's yeah. what's occurring. And yeah. they're both fat battling for, like you said, for this control Pizza. over this yeah. nation, but it's spiritual. Yeah. This is the work of the enemy versus the work of the Lord. And I'm not saying people. Um, right. This is spiritual, yeah. right? There are people that are losing their lives who are not in the midst of this battle, yeah. just in crossfire. But at the core of this, this is a spiritual battle. Yeah. And we're going to see, I think towards the end times, these two major world religions and Islam and Christianity or Jewish faith, which mm -hmm. Christianity comes from, I, that's the two that are going to be fighting this battle that will bring the end times oh, into. Yeah. That's yeah. my thought. Now, yeah. Again, that's opinion, but that's what we see. Interesting. Well, guys... There's so oh much more that we didn't even cover. No, yeah. it's crazy. Uh, yeah. This is a long podcast. Maybe we'll split it into two. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. But um, thank you guys for bringing yes. your brains, your love for Jesus, I got good your brain. wisdom. You do got a good brain. Um, I'm really thankful for this conversation. Yep. What is that? I keep wanting to say Tom Hanks. That's nope. his actual name. Forrest Gump. 
Uh, Kanye West. No. (laughs) This is how I know we're done. All right. Um, Thank you guys again. And I really don't have any announcements or updates. We'll just Um, see you next week on the Oh, well, the only one is, yeah, we do do have announcements. So if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, November 5th, we have a special guest coming to teach us on Sunday. You might know him if you're a podcast listener. You might. You might. Um, And then November 12th, Dusty is going to teach his first lesson here at church, which is going to be awesome. And then the 19th, we start Hebrews. Hebrews. Very excited. All right. Well, yay. Not a worship November 19th. Oh, my gosh. And not a worship November 19th. And we may or may not do some of our new music. Uh Uh-oh. Did anybody catch that we did a new song on Sunday? Sally, did you know that? Oh, I did. I've never heard of it. Just kidding. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, yeah. Good stuff. Thanks, guys. And we'll, uh, we'll be back next week. Bye. 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 <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Overflow Podcast of New River Church, where we seek to provide authentic, practical, biblical encouragement beyond Sunday services. We hope you enjoyed this conversation. And if you'd like to learn more about New River, please visit us online at newriver.church or join us in person on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. and eleven fifteen a.m. We'll talk to you next week. Same time, same place. May God cover you with His goodness and grace and may Jesus always be enough.